last year october the 5th i think it was the 5th right yes i think it was the 5th it was we, the 5th or the 6th we launched i can't remember 5th or the 6th i don't know we launched martha's patty martha's patty nah no we you launched. can't take it out no <laughs> martha's play but bitch i'm not gonna ask to take it out <laughs> <laughs> Marsha's play <laughs> last year just in the hopes of creating something beautiful and I think that we did this is the first year and I'm so proud of it I'm so 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 proud of it so it's our anniversary so what we decided to do is to bring an audience member here to read some of you guys' questions so y'all want to introduce who we have here Chance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel very welcome after that. Very welcome. <laughs> Who is it? This is Chance. Okay. <laughs> Just Chance. Just, Just Chance. So, so Chance, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let's see what you got to say since you just learned how to say my name correctly about a week ago. Because <laughs> so, you've been calling him Chase forever. <laughs> she had me thinking it was Chase. <laughs> but wait. But Chase didn't correct me until like months later. Like, it's Chance. It's Chance. Like, I called one day. I was like, hey, Chase. Look, I always say, I, I don't care what you call me as long as you call me for dinner. And I'm here at Marsha's plate. And I'm ready for my plate of food. So let's go. As it should be. Yes. So, Chance mm-hmm. is a very well-spoken individual. He Thank is you. very fashionable. Mm-hmm. You do have a degree that in... That would be offensive if he was black. <laughs> <laughs> What you mean? Why? I need clarification. If, you know, if you say, well, if you I say it was say well black. spoken, oh. He's, oh, he's so well spoken for a black person. Oh. <laughs> but okay, yes. He has a degree in fashion, but I'm not sure exactly which one it is. It is fashion design and apparel production and we'll talk about it later but the reason why chance one other reason why chance is here is not only as an audience member but he will be my new co-host on another podcast that we are launching 
It's already up, and y'all yeah. go listen to it. It's already up. <laughs> it's called Chasing Threads. Threads. Yes, with and an it's S, a- not a Z. <laughs> <laughs> As we've learned, this time <laughs> <laughs> we are doing a podcast about fashion and culture and history. History, that ties all, all kinds together. of stuff. It's super Current exciting. Events. You guys should check it out. So a fashion blog and we hope that y'all check it out it's called chasing threads the ep- the first three episodes are up now where well, it's really not first three it's kind of like an introductory mm-hmm. episode a little two. bit about us then we talk about serena a little bit then we talk mm-hmm. about versace Cardi it's like a yep. and the hadiths all kinds of stuff so yep. go check it out i particularly love the versace versace one yep. so we'll listen to that one it's really good. <laughs> um so we're gonna start off with the very first question are you ready i'm ready all right Okay, that sounded like chasing threads. All right, Are you ready? To- <laughs> All right, guys. So I am gonna be. I'm like the little. Um I don't know if you guys watch The Real Housewives. I talk about Real Housewives all the time, but they have a reunion at the end of every year, and Andy comes through, and he's like, welcome to the Housewives reunion. I'm Andy Cohen. Right. Let's get into the question. Exactly. So you like our personal Andy, uh-huh. gay Andy Cohen. <laughs> very gay. gay is, yeah. Andy Cohen is gay as fuck. Is right? he? Oh, yeah. I think he's gay as fuck. Very gay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. my favorite. So yeah. good stand in here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So as a listener, one of the things, you guys got a lot of questions, which is really, really exciting. People Thank really y'all, because everybody yes. sent yeah. tons of great questions. Lots of questions. Some uh, like really good questions that you have to think about. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna. You ready to think? <laughs> I have my thinking. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> oh no. Is that, that shade? Kind of shade? Not on the anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, that wasn't that kind of shade. All right. Diamond like, just. Well, I didn't think I thought Diamond you were saying uh, that I was a red girl. <laughs> trying to pump up something. <laughs> I'm just naturally shady. <laughs> So speaking of being naturally shady uh-huh. and me screaming so loud that the sound goes out. <laughs> yes. As a listener, those are one of those are some of the things that I love that Once I've got accustomed to norm. hearing all the time, you know. Um Can you get accustomed to that? <laughs> I know when Mia comes on to I'm take sure one of my headphones good. out. <laughs> You know? Is it really that loud? We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so in the past year though, some of the things that I know some of the things as a listener that I've loved. Um just some funny moments between you guys talking about just a little bit of everything. But as the host of the podcast that we all love as listeners, what have been some highlights that you guys really think back to when you think on it that have been amazing that you can't stop thinking about? And then on the flip side of that, what have been some pitfalls, some things that didn't go as planned or you wish you would have addressed you wish you would have addressed a little bit differently or looking back, it wasn't the best moment for you. Okay. Diamond, you want to talk about That's that first? interesting. I may need you to repeat that when it's Yeah, I will. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, let me see. Let me see. Highlights. Um, okay, so early on, um, I was invited to South by Southwest at um, Queer Walk's live show for Tune In. That was and around was the time that you and I met. So yes, that, yeah. absolutely. Like a, mm. Maybe like two months after that. Yeah. And um, with Queen and Jay was their um, co-host and they invited me to come up and do a panel um, called Listen to Black Women and it was amazing experience I was really not apprehensive isn't the word but you know as trans folks we deal with a lot of microaggressions mm-hmm. and so I was coming in a space with cis women some queer some not queer I didn't really know them and I was like okay I really want this opportunity so I'm not gonna be tripping about it so I'm gonna go up here and deal with it but I didn't know what kind of microaggressions I was gonna kind of come in contact with I didn't know really these girls and I had listened to them so I thought they were straight but you never know in person how people are Mm -hmm. and everything about 
these women was above and beyond amazing. Um, Jay, Queen, oh, Montanique, Nikita. It just it. I can't even. I can't. I, I can't really explain how amazing you've they had are. nothing but positive things to say about it. They are amazing mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Like they woke as fuck. They black as fuck. They are authentically themselves. They have their own mind. They share them beautifully and they just are great people. Yeah. Like they're just, they're just great people. And I, there has not been one time that I've been in their presence and they, and there was any kind of microaggression that yeah. I had to deal with. And, you know, when I, I did an um, interview on T with Queen and Jay, and they specifically said, like, this is the result of other trans folks teaching us how to handle things. That's fine. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so all of them have been amazing. So yeah. being at South by Southwest with them and experiencing that white, 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 <laughs> white experience for the first time in in that white as fuck violent not necessarily physically violent but some weird stuff happening but being in this bubble of black girl magic and that safety of it was amazing for me oh my god I want to thank all of our new patrons this week thank you thank you thank you so not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast you know i also donate to other podcasts i donate to other organizations i have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. In regards to the show, that was like, in regards to the show, in the show, it really has to be Z and Mia's relationship unfolding yeah. on air mm-hmm. when we didn't plan it. Yeah. it like us just talking and... Um, and it's just unfolding and you guys get to hear the raw real conversation and i'm just there listening yeah and that's what i love in. as a listener is it almost sometimes in the best way possible feels like a mini therapy session mm. to where there are things going on between you guys that i should be giving them my cash out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where? you should be giving to everybody your cash app here's my cash out thank you where is my donation but even as someone who's in a relationship myself um i've as a listener i've learned things through you guys and sometimes it's not even things that you directly address but just hearing you dance around it and work around it and diamond having the wherewithal to address it or call it out or know when not to call it out Mm -hmm. and kind of just let it play out has been really interesting as a listener i've loved that have you guys noticed your relationship bloom and grow has that been a highlight for you guys being able to listen back to it on air I would say that being able to have that feedback with Diamond, like, uh, 
Zio says, you, I said the same thing that Diamond said, but when Diamond said it, you listen. <laughs> and I'm just like, Stay no, true. she just said it the way it made sense. And you said it like, no, listen. Like a man. You mansplained Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, one ear and out the mother, uh, mother motherfucking other. Y'all not gotta find out. Same story. Yeah, so I just. Being able to talk to Diamond and then also having feedback from a lot of our listeners, it just really showed me a lot about myself because being in a relationship, we've all been in relationships and some of us are currently, you learn a lot about yourself when you're in a relationship and this was a good opportunity to share that. And it was it. it it was a vulnerability a vulnerability that I shared with everyone because when you share personal information and you allow people to like nitpick and kind of like tweak it and tell you things, it it is personal. Yeah. Z, were there any things that you guys have talked about or brought up on air that you regret talking about? Mm, I wouldn't say regret, but I mean, maybe I shouldn't have exposed me plan with me getting up the butt what <laughs> cd always does this he gags me every time like i don't be expecting these answers like i, I, I swear we don't pre-plan this why i don't want to offend anyone like how's that how's that the first thought out of all the episodes well that might be the one that he didn't want to share <laughs> That I mean, was that's my the personal highlight. Thing to it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't regret it at all. But <laughs> it's it the most thing to be regretted. <laughs> <laughs> so what other highlights did y'all would y'all feel like was oh. highlights for y'all? Well, I had seven of them, but I don't think we have time for that. <laughs> so can you read them real fast? <laughs> She's had a good year. <laughs> she had a good year. <laughs> so I'm gonna read them real fast. The first one was when Vanessa's hairstylist asked um, asked her if she had HIV. Commonly, uh, like, oh, the, I asked everyone this. I know she did. That was funny. Even in the note, she put a crying, laughing face. Listen, <laughs> get out! This is my moment. Stop stealing my moment. So, and then when um, I was get, when I was talking about the Columbine, and then I gave the whole Columbine realness tease with the coat and the oh, boots yeah. and the lipstick and the nail. Baby, it was very that. Oh, that sounds kind of dark. And then, dark. Z, can I, can I read my moments without the commentary? Thank you so much. Episode 37, when we were talking about our experience, well, when you're always talking about your experience on campus, because I always wanted to experience being at a university, and I kind of finished at a, a community college, and I was kind of afraid being a trans person that my experience wouldn't be so lived, and I, I kind of um, lived my experience through my heter- heteronormative or cis um, friends, and it, it just was beautiful because I think everyone should experience a university especially at HBCU and I used to go to uh, Clark University with my friend and I I seen her experience and it's it's beautiful no matter what you identify as and I just love hearing your experiences about that also um, last but not least finding out that indigenous people um, accepted trans people before the colonization happened, mm-hmm. and I think that's beautiful because a lot of people say, "Oh, you just talk about the interview that you did with Yui." 
well the research you did. well not specifically with Yui there with the African cultures and the just all the indigenous cultures that um that are okay with people that express their gender differently and they 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 accept them and it was it, it was nice hearing that because you're often told as a trans person oh my gosh y'all you guys just bloomed in just yesterday look Girl, we be here. Right, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So that was my favorite. Yeah. Oh well, mine were all the times that Mia yelled into the mic <laughs> and made all of our ears bleed, and also all the times that Diamond laughed hysterically. I feel like yeah, it yes. should be one long video or one long episode of <laughs> y'all laughing moments. and screaming. <laughs> No, that actually will be funny. Oh, and me yelling out random shit. I always yell out random yeah, shit. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> you do yell out some random shit. I be like, like what huh? is he doing? <laughs> what about pitfalls? I'm, well, we talked about the relationship stuff a little bit, but other than the relationship stuff, is there anything that maybe got you wish you could do again? Well, I battle a lot with expre- expressing that I did that I I did sex survival work. And I often think like, damn, like that can damage my career. But you look at Cardi B and then you look at, oh, well, I'm not saying Cardi B did sex work, but I mean, I'm no shade. She did? Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of strippers do and they say they don't, they use just dancing to be like, oh, we just dance. So it's just like, with the new millennial they're they're being accepted you're being accepted for who you are and what you bring to the table so now it's not as far as talent i feel like it's about numbers what numbers can you bring in how many instagram followers do you have how many people can we get from you being with us so i battle with being stereotyped as a trans person and always thinking that I'm going to have sex with everyone and everybody can have mm. me and no, nobody wants me a part of their team because oh here comes the tranny now we have to deal with her the tranny to, prostitute the tranny prostitute mm. so I'm like oh my god I don't want anyone to know about that but then again it's just like bitch when I back in 2012 when I lost my job and my sister was pregnant and she didn't have a job and, uh, and she had my niece who was like one years old and we didn't have no way to pay the rent or eat i went for them to let my niece and my nephew not have diapers and not have no place to live like i couldn't see myself at a homeless shelter saying "Ooh, can you give me a dollar and no shade to people who have been homeless i just couldn't see that so i so you did what you had to do to make it work yeah so yeah. basically that and so you you battle sh- how much you share is that what you're saying i battle that? sharing that because I, I battle sharing that because the i the judgment and then I know people will use it can use it against me mm-hmm. as like ooh this is what you did and we're gonna use this against you because whatever mm-hmm. you know okay. as a listener I love not just me specifically all of you guys I love I love the vulnerability that you guys bring because even as someone who is part of the LGBT community, there is so much that I still don't know about the trans experience, particularly the black trans experience because I'm a cis presenting white man. So you guys being as vulnerable and honest as you are has been really refreshing and helpful for me as an ally. So I thank you guys for that. Can I ask you, you. I know I know you're just interviewing us, but Chance, <laughs> what was refreshing about it? Like, what did you take from it? It just, I think there are so many stereotypes out there and putting a face to it 
and seeing the motivations behind the things you have to do. I mean, it's easy to read statistics of, you know, X amount of black trans women or sex workers or, but never knowing the story behind it and knowing why people have to do those things. Um, and so it was just interesting to see that. And then also getting to know all of you on a personal level, like it, all of that just fades into the background. Like none of that. Mm-hmm. I never think about that stuff mm-hmm. ever, unless we're having a conversation about it like this, but it's just me talking to me and me talking to Z or me talking to diamond, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think being as open and refreshing about it just breaks those barriers down and makes gotcha. it not a big deal. You know, yeah. any more pitfalls? Well, mine is, I have a hard time being vulnerable and not being viewed as strong, if that makes sense. No. So, <laughs> so me expressing emotions about my aunt like that and whatnot and like situations with Mia, it's like I don't even like to mention names. Like I don't even like people knowing the satis- like having the satisfaction of them knowing they can hurt my feelings or mm. stuff like that. So that's something I really struggle with. And I know it was something she was gonna listen to probably she probably listened to the episode. I don't give a fuck. But she did. (laughs) But (laughs) it was just that whole situation, me feeling me putting vulnerable Z out there and sharing like personal stuff out there like that. Mm. But then at the same time, if you look at my YouTube and all that, I put all types of shit out there. So I'm like, nigga, what the fuck are you tripping off of? So I come back to reality, but just people like having the saddest i don't know just me just putting myself out there about stuff with family and stuff is on a different level i think in talking about being vulnerable and you guys opening up even to each other in this room are there certain things that you all have learned about each other that have surprised you that you weren't expecting when you got into this diamond is there anything about me and z that you me and diamond has been we've known each other for years, a long right? time yeah we've known each other for a long time um, but i don't think you you didn't really so, get, uh-huh. it wouldn't be surprising I don't know I wouldn't say it would surprise mm-hmm. me um, the moments that Z is talking about the, Z surprised me so let me let me say that yeah. so Z um, when Z when we first recorded with Z he seemed like he was going to be shy mm-hmm. and um a little bit reserved because even when we were recording like our intro I was like no 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 you gotta be more hyped than that you gotta you know I'm like hey you gotta hype it up like yo 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 like what, a, what do what you do like, but see Diamond when Z first started we we were just dating we had, were I know y'all weren't in the situation mm-hmm. I know so I, I did him the moments when he opens up and talks and exposes something I, that's when I'm surprised mm-hmm. I'm like oh you saying some stuff right now yeah. I'm like oh okay Oh, oh, so we here. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you bringing it? You bringing the noise this week? Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And so I don't know how to do it, it properly. That's my problem. I think <laughs> I as, as a listener, I think the way you do it is like not to get too mushy, but I think it's beautiful because. Thank you. I it is it's obvious to me as a listener that you do struggle with being vulnerable open. that way yeah. and being open exactly. <laughs> and when you do it, it's like holy shit, like. <laughs> So, oh yeah we're here it's okay really good. So, yeah so i do i do so I, keep it up he I think does it's surprise me in, in that regards um but if i was z would be one of the pitfalls as well <laughs> <laughs> happy anniversary because, happy anniversary so um there was a couple of times i let's say one incident 
where when I wanted him to be open, he was not. Mm. So, or and it was because his motherfucking ass was high. I knew that was coming. Because he was high. So we were doing an interview with you. another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the interviewer was like giving us this giving Z this like beautiful setting him up it was like him up to come in and wear us out with some knowledge and the host was like this beautiful intro or segue into what we what the point we knew Z was about to like something like men blah 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 it was about men about cis men in there he just set up he just set it beautifully up for Z to come in and give this beautiful I'm a trans man a new a new dynamic in manhood and this is what I'm bringing to them whatever he was gonna say and me and the dude did it and me and me was like cricket wait we was waiting for well, Z to I was, come. I was doing this the whole time. Let's, <laughs> and you just I look over. Mia is silently me yeah. like, your, go, this is where you, you go. You just look this over and see go. me grinning with and, my eyes red. And Z's <laughs> eyes is just red <laughs> and he is zooted. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what? oh my I was God. in meditation. Uh, uh-huh. You were standing Herbal in your head. meditation. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, damn, that was the moment and it kind of just went past and me and me and me and We were over that. I was over that. And we cleaned it up. So yeah. that was one of the moments where I was like, okay. You can't be smoking when we come to come to work. <laughs> you guys have brought up an interview that you were able to do and being on the panel at South by Southwest. Um, what are some opportunities that doing this podcast has opened you up to that you maybe weren't expecting or that you glad have landed in your lap now that you guys have done Marsha's Plate? Other than the ones that we've mentioned, obviously. Anything else? Um, As soon as we got that exposure from the other podcasts, our views went up. So it was kind of like, it made us want to go even harder and just have more appreciation that we even have a voice. Mm -hmm. So... Well, I'm I'll, sure there's more detail they have to say. Yeah, that's I, how I sum it up. <laughs> Go ahead, down there. <laughs> well, I will be speaking at Syracuse University Woo-hoo! on October the 19th Ooh. through the 21st. She is booked <laughs> and busy. <laughs> booked and busy. <laughs> so I will be speaking there about I got that connect through Queer Walk as well, and um. You know that's what community is about. Mm-hmm. People and allyship is about putting pe- putting us in the situations where we can come and make mm-hmm. a change. If you have access to something, share that access. Yeah. And so, um, I know that's what I expect from allies. Mm-hmm. But does it always happen? Yeah. No. No. Like this is almost in my time with being in social media, like marketing and um, digital strategy and cre- making content that these are the most giving and pristine allies I've yeah. seen. <laughs> so, you know, it's the, it's this the opportunity that's non trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of course I've had connects to other trans folks, but, um, um, but hmm, let me say this and not just non trans cis women. That's really what's the surprising part about it. I, I just can't, like gay men have always supported me. Mm-hmm. Like that's not had that I, this little bullshit about 
this clash between trans trans women and gay men and da, do I see some tension and da 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 yeah that's just because we are in the same family of course yeah. there's gonna be some shit but and because gay men are misogynistic <laughs> just yeah, on, a lot yeah. of times um, <laughs> in, in, in in my particular life in my experience I haven't had allyship with cis women at this level mm-hmm. like this year has been cis women year for my particular life that just they have showed up and showed out and it has been um you know i'm now of course cis women in my family yeah of course has set the foundation but people who are not my blood relatives that are cis have never really shown up for me in the way that um they have and so it just has been beautiful and opened up the doors for me a lot of things well that's actually a question that a lot of listeners had about kind of turning the tables on that and you guys opening the doors for more people so a lot of people wanted to know what your guys plans are for bringing more trans masculine people in on the podcast and hearing that point of view other than z um particularly there is a question here that says i'm not good enough (laughs) no (laughs) you are great one question came in that said will there be more trans masculine representation other than z is that something you guys now are looking to do? We actually have already talked about it. Mm-hmm. We actually had something planned on July the 24th mm-hmm. <laughs> of this she year. Has <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and the guy lived it lives a block away and he didn't show up. Mm. And so I'm not a person to chase you and be like, you're going to be on my show. But he gave us weed. It was okay. I don't smoke. Okay, so the weed was care. cute for one, two, three on the one, two, but then I think he decided to give us some Reggie and call it out, and I said, "Girl, <laughs> these drug conversations are not I'm my so, tea." I'm so sorry, we're hippies. Diamond is that not interested. I'm so sorry. Weed. Those weed. are not excuse. Weed is for not a not drug. Coming on my show. Weed is not a drug, Diamond. Anyway, moving forward okay, from that. Well, well, okay, so <laughs> I do think it would be interesting to have. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. Let me explain yes. what we were gonna do. Yes, yes, yes. So what I was going to do is I was gonna do a particular show where we brought another trans guy. Mia mm-hmm. wasn't gonna be here. She'll be here, but not on the show. Bye. She'll be in the background. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> where we really explored the trans masculine mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to bring two trans guys in Z and another guy and we just talk about it and we was going to feature some old heads like Lewis Mitchell um, there's a documentary out about tra- trans guy that's like 10 years old that Dr. Courtney Ziegler did we were just going to talk about some of the things that are out that just give highlighting the trans masculine yeah. and so he didn't show up and so I still want to do the show and it's coming, it's gonna happen. I just have to find a guy that is local or who is going to be local mm-hmm. that w- is interested and is not playing stealth because that's why yeah. Mia called it out last week because sometimes mm. they can be on some stealth shit yeah. and don't want to be a part of something like this. Yeah. But be on Jack. <laughs> that's their prerogative to be on the dating it's your site. Prerogative. How would you know? Uh, uh, you can do what you want to do. It's How would you know? Prerogative. How would I know? Yeah. Do we have the right this to this music? <laughs> no, we don't. But Bobby Brown ain't gonna sue us. <laughs> okay, staying in the staying in the realm of the transmasculine. There was another question about: Can you interview a group of trans attracted men? Not just one at a time. That would be bomb as fuck, but really hard as fuck. How so? Because I'm pretty sure it's some open-minded, millennial, straight cis men, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But 
getting all of them in the same group and them knowing each other could be very problematic. So this this question made me jealous because I want to hear from... You want a muffin? <laughs> because I I want to hear from cis men who are attracted to trans women. I want to hear from everybody that's attracted to everybody personally. Uh-huh. Because I, I've talked about this with both of y'all, and I think maybe Diamond as well. Mm-hmm. I, not to put Z on the spot again. I am attracted to trans men. like, uh-huh. And I, I like those conversations. And with having you guys all in the room and kind of navigating those, I would love I'm to hear that. Yes. So when this did- is the problem with cis trans attracted men. The problem is most of them aren't on the download. They can't mm-hmm. be open. And so being in a room with other guys talking about their attraction. There are some guys that I can get to do that, but they don't live in the same city. Mm -hmm. So getting somebody that lives in the city, multiple that would be willing to be on the mic talking about their experience is, is really, really difficult. I tried Mm -hmm. to do that for my YouTube channel and it was really difficult. I got one guy, the guy who was on my podcast, (laughs) Troy, um, and he was always down. That's a part of his activism. And so this is what he does. He's an activist in regards to trans attracted men. So this is what he does. And he's cis? Yes. Oh, wow. And so Troy, the, uh, conversation with a trans man, I think that's one of the, what the episode is called. Trans attracted men. I need to go back and read this. Um, I think that's what it was called. I can't remember. The Troy Kennedy one. Okay. The other guy that I had, he's somebody I have been dealing with for years. And he wanted me to change his voice. Hmm. He wanted me to <laughs> he wanted me to do all of these. Of course I did not. You know, like you being interviewed to snitch on somebody by the cop. Yeah, he wanted me <laughs> to do all of that. He wanted to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> like all this shit. No, like, I'm not doing no. that. You so, like you being incriminated by for a yeah. crime or something. Do you oh, they gonna know my voice? So do you <laughs> do you have an issue with that ethically? Or like you think what what what's behind that? What's behind you not wanting to do that? Nigga. <laughs> I'm a listener asking a question. No, I'm talking about him. Like, that's too extra. Like, we ain't on video. Like, I get with you want me to blur your face. I would, you get what I'm saying? I would have did that. That would have made sense. But the gag gag is, the niggas that do this, they be feeling like they that girl. You really not that girl. Nobody knows you. (laughs) Right. You ain't no celebrity. You not that girl. Get out of here. You're not. (laughs) Exactly. So I like, and, and I put it up without his voice changing. He don't even know the motherfuckers up yet. Um, <laughs> and ain't nobody said nothing to your ass. Right. So that's the type of shit. So I, well, now he does because I sent him a message. Maybe we talked a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, have you posted that show?" I said, "Yeah." And he went and listened. He was like, "Oh, this sound good." Oh, child. I, I was like, "Right, Goodbye. you ain't heard nobody say it's been a year, motherfucker. Nobody been paying attention. <laughs> nobody knows you. To your motherfucking head. don't Girl. nobody know you. So it's just a problem of the download aspect of it to get them all in one place. Yeah, I have a couple, but they're just not in the same spot. But if you go to our Patreon, there is actually a um." a goal on our Patreon that if we reach the goal, I'm going to be able to orchestrate these things. Because <laughs> if I had resources to get people where they need to be, I would be able to do it. Can you imagine what we could do if we had resources? White people money. <laughs> oh, white people money. So I had a question before you go to the next yes. question. When did you become attracted to trans men? 
I don't know if I had a conscious realization of it. I just... So the truth is I started seeing these sexy guys on Tumblr <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, he's so fine. And I just keep scrolling down and then he was naked and there was a vagina. A vagina. And I was like, what interesting going concept. On <laughs> interesting. And then I was like, it always starts with porn. It, I guess it always does. <laughs> it right? really does. And I was like, oh, wow. And it, I just kept digging further. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The curiosity. Yeah. Rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. You like, you just like the tranny chasers. They like, <laughs> they like, oh, I clicked on this link and it was some big old titties and then it scrolled and down. Ugly. It was a dick. And I was and like, I whoa, she it. was real pretty. But then my dick say hard. <laughs> do you know, that was, do you guys remember when um, Kendra what is her last name Hank Baskins the Uh, basketball player he's black or biracial and she's white she was a playmate so he got caught I'm using Uh air quotes with a trans woman and his story was that (laughs) oh playmate I know who you're talking about she was on um, Girls Next Door with and with Hugh Hefner yeah and then they had their own own show but he got caught with a trans girl and his thing his like excuse was oh she started rubbing on my leg and I started getting hard and then I realized she had a penis and I was just like too far to stop it was like that does happen what (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's it's bullshit not bullshit but it's it's not it doesn't condone you cheating it doesn't give you an excuse to cheat but that's real pussy stunning (laughs) I'm here now, motherfucker. <laughs> what I'm you gonna, gonna do? This <laughs> oh. I guess you got fat ass. I might as well poke it. Might as well poke We're here it. now. We're Why, here not? Now. Why not? So going into that too, real quick. Um, what is the line for you guys? I know we have talked about this off mic before, but what me and Diamond? What kind of is the line between fetishizing your body and someone who? is looking to genuinely experience something with you and not fetishize it? Or is that fetishizing it? Well, for me, my opinion has changed over the years because in the beginning I was like, ugh, like you want you want titties, you want ass, you want a dick, I want a sex change, I want a pussy. So I want a nigga that like pussy. I want somebody that wants a real woman. And then I, I accepted myself for who I am and that, that was really hard but I you have to do it at some point. Some people don't ever do it. And I was like, wait a minute, that kind of, it kind of draws people in. Like if you don't like my body for how it is and I have to cover up because you you are really self-conscious about me having a penis if I don't have a sex change and I'm feeling awkward because you don't like my whole body, then it it makes the experience horrible versus someone saying, oh my God, your body is beautiful. But that's a lie though. Like the niggas like that, not you lying, but I'm talking about (laughs) the niggas who saying they don't, they fucking with you and, but, and you have a dick, but they fucking with you and still fucking with you. They're lying by saying they, they you're don't saying like they your wouldn't penis. be in that situation if, if they, they didn't did, want yeah. you to have a dick. They may not want right. to touch it. They may not want to suck it. They may not want to do anything to it. But just the fact that it is there is what is sexy it's about part you. Of it for them. Is a part of it, and they because they have to hold up these airs of cis heteronormativity. They have to tell you, and and because you are the girl who wants to feel like a woman, I gotta say what you I need to say to make you feel like a woman. Yeah. And so 
a part of making you feel like a woman is making you think of me as a straight man. And so, that's what I did not like. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they give you that storyline about, oh, I don't really want to see your dick. And then they peeping around or reaching around. Wearing looking, you out. Right. Peeping around. And eventually they'll be like. They want to bottom. Then eventually. Oh my God. They, damn. <laughs> they want to suck it. They, they want to. Now they if into. I, then they ask you, so if, if, so if I just wanted to suck it, is that going to make me gay? Of course not, nigga. Let's, no. go, on, let's go into the parking garage. Right oh my And the gallery. And wear it out. I'll wear it out. In the gallery. Look, so. Z, Z don't look like that. This was before our relationship. <laughs> I, wasn't, I honestly wasn't listening. Oh, oh. oh, oh that's another thing that surprised me. <laughs> Z a motherfucking freak. Yes. Bam. Yes. Come on. Okay. The super freak. Yes. Super freak. My freak. Okay, so. My freak. Explain. Go into it a little bit. No, we Explain what? (laughs) We're not. She's like too freaky. Too freaky. (laughs) So, I. I, mm, To me, like Mia, my, my, um, my mindset around the issue of men and fetishizing has changed over the years. Um. I think the rules for me is where you want to take this. Mm -hmm. So if the Mm -hmm. possibility is only sexual Mm -hmm. and there is no exclusivity anywhere in your taste, all the person you need to, all the thing, all you need is a person with some hair, some tits, maybe a bra on, mm-hmm. maybe not no tits, but a bra on. The illusion a, of. The illusion of a girl, these caricatures of a girl for you to be, oh, I'm into this. Da, 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 yeah. da. Then to me, those are the training chasers and fetish people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you are open to exploring more than just the sexual realm, being my friend, maybe not necessarily a relationship, but being my friend and doing things outside of the sex, the sex mm-hmm. part. Yeah then I can think of you as something outside of the fetish. But if you are just hitting me up at 2 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the afternoon when you get off work because you want to come get your dick sucked or come suck my dick, if you if you doing all just doing that, then that is the fetish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think some guys, and even the guy who was on the show, I don't think he understands that he fetishizes me. Mm. Do I allow it? Absolutely, because that dick is big and he fine as fuck. <laughs> but, and we, and there's a compromise that we has had. We mm-hmm. have had. He does, I force him to do extra shit. Your stuff. Outside my stuff. Yeah. Outside of the bedroom. So, if you want to get the freaky shit, then you need to take me to this place I want to go to. The same thing you do with cis women. Exactly. The exact thing. You need to take me to this place. You need to take me to this movie. Take Mm -hmm. me to this shopping place. Take me to this trip. Pay for this trip for me. Hey, I need some coins. Send it to me. I got my my light need to be paid. I need my hair done. I get access to some of your coins. (laughs) Then, I don't mind... Playing in those water, right? Letting you get access to my body. How does she sound like a pimp? Because this women do that, been doing that. Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. Have a nice day. Oh, I'm, I'm for, <laughs> nice I'm here day. for all of that. Yeah. So, it, I, it's all about where you let me go with you. Mm-hmm. If you let me go to something outside of the sex, then I can think of you at, outside of being a fetish freak. Mm-hmm. So, so we're in this conversation. We're talking a lot about the male gaze on your female bodies. Z. Wait, wait, what? I'm sorry, that went way off my head. <laughs> not female bodies. Trans female bodies. Yes. Yeah. The, no, no, no. Wait. Not female at all. The gay body. Give wait, me the what? correct terminology. <laughs> so no, male mean? male gaze. The way oh, that men the gaze. Yeah. Yes, like a Z. <laughs> With a Z this time. Oh, so I don't have a female body. Mm-hmm. 
I won't ever have a female body. Mm-hmm. I have a woman's body. I have a trans woman's body. Trans woman's body. But I will okay. never have a queer woman's we body. We talked about this, yes. I will never, ever, 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 ever have a female body. Because mm-hmm. this goes into your conversation about mm-hmm. biology versus... About biology versus... Societal the gender. social construct of yeah. being a woman. So I will, I will always be a woman, but I will never be a female. Mm-hmm. That's something I want to come back to in a minute. Okay. Because I've, as a listener, I was in, very interested in that conversation. Uh huh. But can, can you break it down for me so I can answer too? I am. I, yes, ma'am. So <laughs> back to Z really quick though. Oh, I never get a chance to talk about stuff. So we're talking about the male gaze on the trans woman's body in this conversation. Z, I know that you have to deal with the male gaze as well. We live in a patriarchal society. We have to deal with the male gaze. <laughs> I have to deal with the male gaze and the male gaze, honey. Eh. But <laughs> and I think you do too. But women, cis women, do you find that they fetishize you? Fetishize, fetish? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Fetishize you a lot. And when do you draw the line between? This is cute. This is fun. They're exploring versus this is getting creepy crawly. I don't like this anymore. I've never had to deal with cis women being fetishes. Lies and fairy tale does. <laughs> <laughs> Your last relationship? Glitter rainbows. Oh, and paper that. mache moons. <laughs> and paper mache swans. Really? <laughs> with glitter. It had to go there. Fantasy. All right. So, <laughs> no, it Is really was though. Because talking about what women expect of men to do from them to make it acceptable uh, what what do you accept what do you expect cis women to do to make it an okay attraction um, the same thing really mm-hmm. it's really no difference like if it's something else if it's something just sexual that's when I know and just physical that's when I know it's fetishy it's basically the same thing, but it's not really, it doesn't happen a lot. It mostly happens with trans women. Hmm. So, what do you think that is? I don't know. You Oh, you feel <laughs> that trans women fetishize you more than cis yeah, women? Yeah. Oh, No, I don't feel like I, I that's what I experienced. Hmm. <laughs> but I mean, there'll be girls that, like cis women that I've dealt with that wanted to fuck with me just to say they fuck with a trans man or just mm-hmm. to be like oh my gosh she was born a girl this mm-hmm. is interesting it would be that type of thing I feel like in a way that's weird fetishy but I feel like that's a weird fetishy way to go about it but yeah. cause you know they have like a lot of cis I'm not gonna even say that but from what I've seen a lot of cis women have been more about emotional emotional stuff rather than just physical but I'm not saying trans here goes Mia with the faces I didn't say- I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying that trans women are always like that, but that's the experience I had where it was mostly just trans women being fetishy. Hmm. Okay. And gay men, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I didn't yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. We were just talking about women. Yeah. But, oh, I'm not even going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, I can That's a question because I, I want him to be able to share his experience. Uh-huh. But I, just by me being engaged with um, trans men not on relationship level but at friendship level they share some things with me and I want to see if you reflect what they're sharing uh-huh. in regards to this conversation so a lot of them tell me that they straight women 
will fetishize them because they give the cis man look, but they can explore their lesbianism with them. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Cis men do that too. Like some, like some women I fuck with and have hookups, they'll know that I'm trans, and then like they'll just be like, they'll still be like boy in a playful way but then when it came to like referencing me to other people it'd be like yeah she blah 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 so it'll be it, it's some weird way they go about yeah, it yeah they when just they go about it. it a different way right it's it's more fucked up to me because mm. it's like you try to play with my emotions and my pronouns and all that extra Mm. <laughs> so, so in that way but trans women have never disrespected my pronouns right. never did all that all that yes they have when we was doing that live with um, I'm not gonna say her name cause she doesn't need that but we talk really? about in the relationship stuff like in the fetish sexual relationship not just a conversation like them on live yeah it'd be like like overall it's yeah. just been more just sexual and straight to the point with trans women with cis women mm-hmm. is like this complicated emotional weird tied shit that goes okay. with it interesting <laughs> yeah mm. alright <laughs> okay so back to the conversation really quick and these are just my questions by the way I haven't, I haven't even finished getting back to the list of listener questions I'm taking all my time right now <laughs> So y'all gonna listen. This is what I scream to my car radio when I'm driving around. So we all talk about quite a bit. Um, We have a conversation about LGBT people, trans people specifically, trans people of color specifically not being a monolith. Right. Diamond has specific views on biology and gender and sex. Mia, as a trans woman, of, as a trans woman of color, mm-hmm. are your views totally in line with Diamonds about biology, female versus woman, that type of stuff? Very. Do you get mixed up in that stuff? Like, or does that stuff bother you, or is it your similar thoughts? Uh, the very exact same t- thoughts, but a two or three years ago, I would not have because. I would have thought like she's uh, invalidating me. Hmm. She's like she's. That's exactly what I would thought. I would have thought she was invalidating me, um, being a woman because that's the whole pro- the whole process of being trans is being equate to a woman, a cis woman. So I would have felt some type of way, especially. Um, saying that I can't have children and then my biology is completely different and, but like I stated before accepting who I am as a person it's like it's realistic it's realism that's how your body is made you were not be- born with ovaries you did not go through through a period even though this is the shady shit cis women say to us it's the it's the truth and that's why we feel some type of way when they say it but granted every cis woman doesn't have a period and every cis woman can't have a baby but our bodies are different and different and our experiences are completely different. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say completely, but I would say on a physical body level, Cellular. my fucking mama didn't have to have a period conversation with me. <laughs> like she didn't even think about it. Shit, At least when you have when you have a when you have a little girl, the norm is when they get to around 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, you are preparing yourself as a mother to have a period conversation. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? 
the female body does around that puberty age. Yeah. It has a period. Right, but I even though we didn't talk about period conversations, you know being on estrogen, you do have those peaks where your your emotions and everything Your uterus up. is not shedding. Right, but what I'm saying is it mimics. Like you do have those times where you're you're very, very emotional and it's chaotic. But I'm like, okay, this physically, is physically which is what we're talking about. There's still yeah. a difference. Is that's what I mean. And it's not and what it is is I'm not telling you or not you particularly, but I'm not saying that it's invalidating your womanhood because as I said, I think the problem is people are not knowing the difference between man and woman and yeah. female and male. Mm-hmm. And so man and woman, that I'm a woman, motherfucker. You can't yeah. you can't take that away from me. At all. Mm-hmm. Female? Not really. Mm. I know what my body gave. I know what my mama had. I know all the things, even if it's on some intersex level in my brain, Mm -hmm. like my structure is different than a regular male's. At the end of the day, I'm still in that gray area. Mm -hmm. I'm still in that gray area where my mind went a different direction than my body. And so I am a trans person. Have your views on that evolved like Mia's have? Did you Um, think differently before? Yeah. Have you always felt that firmly about that? Yeah, like I didn't have the language for it Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the science behind it. I didn't know that there were studies had been done because they hadn't been done when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. They they got done in 2005 (laughs) when it comes to the brain going one way and your body going another. Mm -hmm. A transgender people's brain structure, not fucking mental, because you can say, oh, my mind, I feel and I feel like a woman and my mind tells me a woman. We're talking about fucking brain structures being like a female. You can see it on a scan. Right. You can see it a physical a physical structure Mm -hmm. where your genetics went one way for your brain to be this way and your body to be another way. So for me, I didn't know that in high school, but I felt it. I felt like my brain went another way and my body went another. And in order for me to not be harmed by my dysphoria, not be harmed by vicious things cis women or some or cis men say like, oh, you'll never be this. I had to accept it and say, hey, you're right, but I'm still a woman. <laughs> you can't take like, it away. At the end of the day, this is where I'm at. I'm still a trans woman from trans experience. This is what the fuck my body is giving. Mm-hmm. And this is what it's going to give yeah. until I change whatever I change this is what it is and if I and I and I feel like there's a level of internalized transphobia in some in some trans trans people that prohibits them to see that for prohibits them to see that and allows them to uphold cis heteronormativity Mm -hmm. on a physical level and on a mental level Mm -hmm. like you have to be in order to be a woman you have to be this 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 Mm -hmm. this this yeah. And I just don't think that's cool. In Almost. order to be a woman, you have to have a sex change. But bitch, you can't have no kids. Well, no, not you can't have no kids. You wasn't born with a uterus. Right. You can't but birth I'm, them. I got emotionally upset just now because I've had this conversation <laughs> with the post op. And over she, and over. We had a show about yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what it is. So I, this conversation, too, shows that you guys are all very comfortable. Well, I won't make that assumption. Are we all very comfortable living within the binary? Yeah, all of us are. Okay, yeah. thought so. One of the listeners wanted to know, are you guys planning on bringing in any non-binary people in the near future on the podcast? Is that a 
Because as a listener, that's something I, I would love to hear about more. I low key be feeling like I'm non-binary just because what? of how these things that just become. In, I, I evolve as a person. <laughs> Respect my humanhood. <laughs> okay, so I'd be feeling like it sometimes because I don't. I I would be cool with a cis woman topping me or like just out of those norms. Does that count? No. No. Is that that's not that's just your sexuality. That's, that's your not, orientation. Oh, okay. That's well, not that's not your identity. Yourself. Well, never mind. I take it back. By non-binary. <laughs> well, I'm learning. Oh, well, you never. We're evolving. So, yeah. I'm evolving because I, I feel no shade. There's something about me that's kind of going non-binary. Dress. Not, not. I don't like you that wore label. a dress. Yeah, recently. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was, was horrible. Surprise. Drag. Come on. You better give us drag realness. <laughs> Z, it was, was in a dress. Wow. Was, a chop. Once again, surprise. Martha. Martha. Shop, not, Baby. It was because Mia Martha. was like. Why do I keep saying Martha? Because I was Martha's like, place. Song, let me see how it looks. Okay, honestly, I did it for money one time. Oh. And then another time. Is this one of those moments? It was so funny, though, because it was just funny because I was still masking like, what's up? You know, just normal me. Like, I love when me be calling me with your bald headed ass. And I'm, like, like, I'm literally bald headed ass in a fucking dress. <laughs> and just, and I'm I wore, with a beard. Let me talk. With a whole and and then, my clear heels. And then I wore the second time I wore it to just to fuck with Mia. It was just, I don't know. His just walking is around the horrible. house. It's crazy. Down. But it's not even All like. squares, no curves. But it's not even like, ooh, I'm being feminine. It was like, hmm, let me see how real I am. It was that type of thing. <laughs> Baby. And that's what I love about their relationship. They can play. Yeah. I feel as. I can speak openly about stuff, but my rules and relationships are really rigid. Ooh. Let mm-hmm. me come to the house and my nigga and you in a dress. Have a good day, sir. Ma'am. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, ma'am. See, damn it. it. It wasn't like a surprise. Like, hey, bitch, I'm in a dress. was <laughs> <laughs> like, let me see what this look like. Put it on real quick. But we're so no, comfortable. I get what y'all saying. Yeah. But I'm just talking about me. Mm-hmm. My, relationship, like, yeah, nah. my relationship <laughs> rules are very rigid. If you don't take Binary. my dress off, get <laughs> Just don't ask me too many questions about hormones. I'll be like, you trying to transition, motherfucker? Why you asking me about hormones? Why you need to know? Because <laughs> we ain't seen a lot. Swear, we ain't seen no niggas. That betrayed one year and three years later. It's a they slippery slope. Baby, somebody, this whole cross dresser sent me a whole butch queen in a uh, drag. He was like, he sent me a picture of him in a suit. And then the next one, he had on like this whole like maid outfit with pantyhose and bent over. I was like, oh, you better do it. Yeah, I'm, I got a lot of rules. That's a different level. Yeah. See, I wasn't on that type of shit. <laughs> Y'all were just playing. Okay, <laughs> so, so talking about drag and putting on some geesh, we do have a question from a listener that is, so this year, the controversy surrounding RuPaul's Drag Race and their exclusion of openly trans women being performers on the show, competitors on the show. Um, we know that Ru has some problematic thoughts around that. He does not want self-identifying trans women on the show if they've had body work done mm-hmm. is what his right. kind of thought is. Um, 
I know that Diamond, you are a big fan of drag. I think Mia, you're yes. a fan of drag as well. I am. Uh, see, I don't my favorite drag, really. drag um, except for when trans men do it. Go ahead. My favorite drag performer is uh, Jasmine Bonnet. Yeah, so so we have we're lo- I'm putting myself in this but you guys are lovers of drag mm-hmm. what do you think about this controversy of Rue and his exclusion of trans people um I'm kind of on the fence because I get the whole we're in our own lane and um we kind of just wanted for the the drag girls and okay but then like we're underneath the same umbrella so what do you mean? Why the so the whole umbrella like the uh, trans umbrella um, when people like when you talk to cis heteronormative people you have to break down what a drag queen is and what a trans person is they don't know the difference. But so, you yourself consider drag queens under the same trans asterisk umbrella? No, that's just um, a term that the LBGT community came up with. I do I don't. Hmm, okay. <laughs> I'm just being sh- like- I'm 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 being real because like you you I think it's I think it's separate. I think we are underneath the same umbrella, yes. But we have a different process. Like I'm not dressing up every day. Well, I know. Mm-hmm. I know I don't know much about drag, but what from I, what I did learn was that trans people could do drag as well. Like, for instance, like, I've been around drag kings, quote, unquote, and they all were trans men, basically. Well, not all of them. There were some um, cis women and whatnot, but they had to break it down to me. Hey, you know, we could do drag as well. We could dress up. It's just a performance type of thing. It's like a sport. Mm -hmm. So that's from what I got. Yeah. So everything they just said is totally true. And I think what people... When we talk about the umbrella, the transgender umbrella, you have to understand that transgender includes those things. Now, transsexual is a really specific. Mm-hmm. So because we have gotten body cha- modifications, we're on hormones and we're living how we live. We all are considered transsexuals. Mm-hmm. But we um, we're But transgender is a is a term supposedly to include everything in that so trans non-binary transgender is non-binary um cross-dresser drag queens anything that is gender non-conforming is under that transgender umbrella and it's kind of just like a politically correct term Mm -hmm. similar to people of color Mm -hmm. so when you say people people of color you mean everybody so we talk about the asian blacks the spanish blacks the afro latinas the africans the people of color so that's like the that's like the general politically correct to include everybody. So when we that's what kind of that's the equivalent of transgender in mm-hmm. like the racial aspect. And so transgender includes everybody, but when you when you want to break it down, we are transsexuals. Mm-hmm. Because we have gotten body modifications and we are living our life not just putting it on for performance purposes or for trade or for trade we are living our life this is how we live in our life this is what we are this is what we're doing a quote i remember hearing when i was younger that kind of helped me as a non-knowing person kind of differentiate differentiate can i say it before you say i bet it's the same thing (laughs) it's drag is what i do trans is who i am oh yes that's that's great that's not what i was thinking i was thinking of you saying um Gender identity and sexual sexual orientation. Gender identity oh. is 
is who I go to bed as mm. and yeah. t- sexual orientation is who, who I, I go, go to, bed, to with. bed with. Yeah, I like that too. That was yeah. bomb. I think it was, I don't want to incorrectly say it, but I know Son. not, is it Sonique? Oh. I think I heard Sonique say it one time and even Carmen Carrera, but yeah, drag is what I do, trans is who I am. And right. I, I, I like that. So yeah. to specifically answer their question, um, my thing about RuPaul I'm not on the fence, but I'm close to the fence. Mm -hmm. I'm not on the fence. I'm on the trans side. (laughs) I'm not on RuPaul's side. Mm -hmm. But I'm close to the fence because this is his fucking show. And he can do what he want with his show because it's (laughs) his show. That's number one thing. I have a problem with somebody telling me how I should do my shit. Mm. So if I want to do a show revolving around the full transition in drag, the full from male living as a man to my woman persona as a drag queen if I want them to be the rules then these are the fucking rules (laughs) it's my show if you want a show that includes whoever you want to include you make you a show (laughs) now so that's one side of it why why I'm close to the fence why I'm not fully on his side is because how the fuck you gonna do a show about drag and not include trans drag It's like you can do whatever you want, but you're making a bad decision. You are making a horrible decision because you are not. There is no era of drag artistry that does not have trans artists in drag. You just you you just can't. There is too many people. You got every motherfucker who have every drag pageant that could be won. The people on the top who have won all of them are trans women are trans women yeah. you got the Raquel Lords you got the um, Mocha Montreses you got the Tommy Rosses you got Sasha the Erica Sanchez, Nor- the, Sasha Erica, Sanchez yeah. the Erica Andrews mm-hmm. rest in peace yeah, oh yeah. you have who Sasha, 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 Sasha Sanchez, Sanchez now yeah. Jasmine um, Bonet Jasmine Bonet you got heavy hitting drag entertainers mm-hmm. that are trans women Oh, I forgot. Oh my God, I can't believe it's I, so many. the legend, um, Sir Lady Java. Yeah, right. Nineteen mm-hmm. forty. For all history yeah. of drag, you not about to sit here and erase us. Yeah. Like yeah. how how irresponsible is that? Because whenever I go to and I see drag shows, I know there's trans women like multiple that perform. Yeah. That's it's not the majority. And so for <laughs> me. If I I thought I, I really felt like he should have done a cycle, just like um, um, Tyra American, did, America Top Model did with short girls mm-hmm. and plus size girls, yeah. he should have done a cycle of nothing but trans drag. Oh, that'd be it, would, it would have been sickening. It would have appeased people. It would have done exactly what he needed to do instead of being a fucking arrogant asshole yeah. and wanting to just be on this fucking pedestal and blah, 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 blah. I hate that he won this fucking Emmy, but... He's never gonna shut up. I, don't wanna, I mean, no shade. It shows you that up. a lot of gay men do... When they're in positions where they can open doors for the girls, they shut them. And, mm. and, 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 and when I said a cycle... You're not even you're not even fucking compromising your rule overall. You're just saying, "Hey, this is all my to the trans girls who yeah. brought artistry to this thing too. Yeah. I'm gonna do this whole cycle of nothing but trans drag." If you so, can do a boring ass all star season with all these people we don't want to see again, thank you. You can bring in a season of just trans women. Exactly, yeah. and I think it would have done. It would have been amazing. It would have. You know how many trans girls who would love to be on Drag oh, Race yeah. who can't because you got these rules mm-hmm. like you're stupid to not be able to that's just like 
stupid and working drags working drag performers whereas i feel like a lot of this is a whole separate conversation uh-huh. but a lot of what drag races become now it's instagram look queens right cis gay men exactly. whereas working trans women who this is their everyday life right. performing as showgirls as showgirls this would give them national exposure a hundred thousand exactly. dollars thank you baby Can you imagine? help us thanks yeah. that's using your platform and yeah. being an ally so I think there's a question about the competition aspect of it, right? Yes, absolutely. That Do you think un- it would, if, if trans women were included in the quote unquote regular season of RuPaul's Drag Race, would it be an unfair advantage? Hmm. I think if you're cunt, you're cunt. <laughs> whether, you, whether you're gay or not, because I've seen some gay men that look sick in drag, and I've seen some trans women that be like, oh, okay. Like, it, it, I don't think it really, I think the softness and the hormones, yes, and the alterations do play a big factor. But if you have mug, you got mug. Yeah, to I don't me. know, but a mug <laughs> can like get them. you so far. Like, a bitch standing next to you and she can get butt-ass naked with a pasty and mm. pussy piece, titty pasties and pussy piece, and she can just stand in front of you naked with a drag one two three and you just sit here with this light boy body and mug I cannot keep up with the lingo (laughs) (laughs) so straight (laughs) so straight so um, one two three and the baby and paint so in drag a one two three is when a uh, you got a one, a two, and a three. It's on your oh. nip, covering your nipples and covering up your junk. But everything else is out. A one, oh, two, three. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. So a trans drag performer who is giving you that, I can get butt naked. It's kind of like the Carmen Carrera situation where they were like, there was some controversy about her shape and whether yeah, she had got she silicone. Had silicone. Right. Yeah. And she can come out here and be almost half naked and it'd be sickening. Mm-hmm. And... And then, you know, they were causing that caused a problem. We're like, are you really the rules is you're not supposed to have this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it does give it an unfair advantage. And that's why I say he needed to do one cycle of trans drag Mm -hmm. because it wouldn't have had that. I do think it's an unfair advantage. But in the real world, outside of trans outside of RuPaul's Drag Race, we have separate pageant systems. Mm -hmm. If you are if you are a connoisseur of strictly man illusion a man to woman that no kind of in between like you the the beauty of going from one thing to another then go be america girl that's what the miss america pageant is for Mm -hmm. miss gay america that's what that's for don't go to continental yeah (laughs) Yeah. don't go to us of a don't go to those ones because you know you're gonna be in with the fucking sharks with body (laughs) 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 unless you're ready to play yeah so go to America where they have the rules where you can't have no extra. Mm-hmm. That that's what they do that pageant for. Yeah. So to go for that. Hmm. But in drag in RuPaul's Drag Race, do a cycle of trans drag. Yeah. Do a cycle of fucking um trans drag so they can get their life. Everybody tweet RuPaul and let him know that our marches <laughs> play <you>. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> So in talking about the RuPaul's Drag Race controversy and that type of stuff, um, that's just a very small, superficial version of some things that trans people have to, some obstacles they have to go through and deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions is, what are each of your top three challenges that is directly related to you being trans? And how can we as allies help support you through those challenges? One of my... <laughs> <laughs> One of, I know one of my top challenges, uh, 
I, I'm just gonna start from the beginning. Um, three. Just, oh, I'm doing. I'm doing three. <laughs> so the the first one is like. It's not that fucking hard. If I don't have a name change to call me, what the fuck I tell you to call me? Cause you can call Pookie Nam, you could call Jay and um and 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 uh Bug Nam, but you can't call me. You know, you can't call me <laughs> who I prefer to be called. That's one. Cause I don't think that's hard. You just being a bitch. Two. I think um just as far as um health wise. I feel like healthcare is not as advanced as it should be for trans people. They, with our statistics, they don't even separate us. They lump us in with gay men, which, which really doesn't pay attention to us. Um, it, it going to try to get hormones. People can discriminate against you because of their religion. Um, it could be difficult to even get them monitored so you have to resort to black market hormones where you don't know if you're overdosing and then maybe you have to move to a city that's more advanced well what if I don't got the money to move um transitioning um in certain areas like up north the girls had um insurance that pay for face insurance that pay for breast and body and all that and and, sex change but you go down south where bitch you can't even you can't even get some it was a point where you couldn't even get them to pay for hormones so so healthcare 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 so those are my two how as an ally how as an ally to wrap that part up though because those are big issues Mm -hmm. that are very important what can allies do to help I mean, we might not have the answer to that, but what do you, what do you guys think allies can do? Well, as far as my issues are concerned, I, the first one where I was saying name changes. It's just easy. I, I was working at a Sherion and they, I've worked a lot of places where my, they call attendance and they put your display on a board on a, um, where everyone can see it. And what you can do is in the beginning of my orientation when, I, or, or my, my interview you when I tell you this is who I go by immediately do the changes Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to tell you each time I see my my dead name somewhere hey can you please change this can you please change this because people probably don't even know my tea but then when they put two and two together you don't put me in a position where I have to explain to people or I have to or I'm causing friction in the workplace where I just want to fucking go to work and go home Mm -hmm. and being able to to do the extra mile as far as that's concerned um healthcare man i man that's a lot i can't i can't even start for beginners for beginners um include us in everything like be pay attention to our statistics pay attention to our health we don't just want hormones we want to be healthy just like everyone else so get that's educated. not the only health care that we want be more educated when you are creating your policies in your company, mm-hmm. bring some liaison in to help you create those policies so it can be more trans-inclusive. trans-inclusive yeah. You know, I do that. You can pay me to come help you. <laughs> I do it. Come on. I can wear it out for you. So, um, and that's anything, anything that you do. When you are starting a company and you want to be inclusive, you know who does a really good job at this? And I know people said they were canceled, or maybe they're not still canceled. Starbucks, Starbucks. Starbucks, they pay for your surgery. They actually fought for it to be included 
in your insurance plan. Mm-hmm. They did it on the low so the people wouldn't clock them out. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't clock it. But they actually, if you work for them, their insurance, they fought to be for the surgeries and shit to be covered in, in you. Mm, Starbucks has stuff. vegan options too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so get you a little part-time job in yeah. at Starbucks yeah. and you can wear it out. So Did your homeboy get chest surgery from... Oh, he's about to. Wait, so trans men, let me let, put y'all up on game. Put me on game. If you are looking for a chest surgery, you need to find a doctor who will put M, or if you already have M on your ID, who will put M on your insurance. Because we live in a patriarchal world. Gynecomastia is something that is covered. To fix it, it's covered on insurance. And all you, I know somebody who got their chest done for $15 because what? that was his copay oh. because he was getting treated for gynecomastia. Which would, wow. if y'all don't know, that's man boobs. Man boobs. That's all that is. Right. And because, dear God, a man be out here. God, oh my you know they fought for their tits to even be shown you know there was a point where they couldn't show up so that is just heartbreaking for a man in this patriarchal world no no so they have set it up to help them get the surgery covered by their insurance but you have to have your m on your documentation so the insurance can cover it Hmm. so if you can go to a doctor who will put m on your paperwork or if you got M on your um, ID, you can get your chest done covered by insurance under gynecomastia. And I thank you. Yeah. Anyway. Z, what's a... teach you how to hustle, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what is a big challenge for you? A big... Something that you happen upon daily almost that you would like people to know about and that we as allies can... Hmm. What can we do to help lessen it? That's a really good question. People automatically put me in like even in the lgbt community we have boxes as well we even unknowingly hold up cis hetero um type of shit so people putting me in boxes automatically assume i'm a cis straight male and feeling like they could talk to me some type of way in a different manner like even cis women feel like it's okay to talk to me more demanding or just women in general feel like it's it's okay to talk to me i don't know it's a different tone that is presented like I you're a man you could take this type of talk or men cis men I'm assuming or just men in general coming up to me talking about you know these bitches you know oh is she cute it'll just be like small talk assuming that I know these things so I don't know I would say how to fix that would be to just talk to all men like human beings <laughs> i don't know just everybody just equally talk to each other with respect and respect to other people um you're asking a lot of the male population <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure so hard but um what else i don't know um people assuming that i'm not i don't i don't really talk to a lot of people so i can't really say day-to-day basis and especially mm-hmm. because i'm a, a passing uh trans man i don't really get a lot of heat like that yeah. so as far as my transness and even when i go to the doctor and people know they clock my tea i don't really deal with a lot of awkwardness or nothing like that it's just like all these privileges that i that i'm in however what i do with those privileges is i just exemplify a lot of confidence in who i am mm-hmm. and 
Um, another issue I have with people assuming that I don't like my female body, mm. assuming that I'm not comfortable with my female body or okay talking about it. Some people are not. Mm-hmm. Um, some trans men are not, but just making that assumption that, even making the assumption that I like men. Um, because you like getting penetrated. Right. So that um, does not you liking men. Right. So just in general, just all these different, all this different uh, assumptions is what I have the most issues with as far as trans men and us not being visible. It really kind of backlashes on a lot of stuff. So I don't really blame a lot of people for automatically having assumptions. So I don't know. It's just I don't have a lot of issues day to day. That's so nice. <laughs> Can you take that out, Diamond? You like being penetrated. Can you take that part out? No. <laughs> Why? I have a whole video on that. I don't give oh, a That yeah. was a whole, I have a whole a pussy, moment okay? of talking and vulnerability. And we are here. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll what it like. We're going to be getting back to pussy in a little bit, okay? So y'all just hold your horses. <laughs> right. Diamond. Is <laughs> so, is there any, are there any things that... It gets that, worse. <laughs> Go ahead. You are wizened. You have. What does that mean? That sounds old. Wise though, you've encountered more than Mia and Z have. You've gone through more situations. You've lived a a longer life. Thank you. Yes, because the life expectancy fresh as a daisy. Yeah, exactly. Mia, say it again. But yes, because the life expectancy is thirty-five. I'm over that hump. I I mean, I wasn't gonna spill all that, but but yes. But you, at this point in your life, what? daily issues do, or maybe not even daily but what are you still having to deal with trans related mm-hmm. that you want to talk about a little bit and that as an ally we can help we can help with okay um lord so mine is financial stability mm. um in regards to work i'm constantly not constantly that's not it it's not constantly there is always something in the back of my head about me being safe at work. And I'm not talking about physically safe. I'm talking about my job being secure. Mm. I purposely don't talk about my transness at work because I've been fired at my job. So if you are a person who hires people, are you bringing trans folks to the table to work? Are you giving them a safe place to work? Are you giving them a safe place to earn a living? instead of judging them about what they have to do on the street da 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 are you actually creating jobs for them are you considering them for positions are you considering doing something like if you work in real estate can you specifically do some marketing to target trans folks to get their real estate license can you if you are um if you are a nonprofit, do you have any that that services the trans community? Do you have any trans people on your on your staff? Like, are you hiring trans people yeah. to serve trans people? Like, for me, it's a I have to I have to find ways to secure. Like, Marsha Plate is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the patrons really help us like secure this, and we want to grow grow into something self sustaining. So. For me, it gives me, giving me opportunities to work, like literally give me opportunities to work. I'm not asking you to give me something for free. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking, I'm not asking you to give me, um, 
to just give, 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 give. I'm willing to work. Whatever I, that are my skill set, if you want me to come and you need some help and you got an opportunity for me, for me to have it, that will give me financial security, that will give me some coins in my pocket for me to live off of so I'm not scared if I'm going to live my lose yeah. my job or that will give me a little bit more stability and freedom to be able to do things I want to do. Use your privilege. Mm. Use your privilege to put me in those positions. Like no, if I can't do the fucking work, then no, don't put me in a position. But I'm talking about if if if, if it's work that I can do, or if there's a trans woman out here who can do the work that, or a trans man out here that can do the work, because sometimes it's just it's it's just too many times that people have shit yeah. that they can do. And they just don't do it because people are not telling them this is what you can do. Yeah. Like whatever it is, whatever it is that you have access to that is privileged, that keeps you secure. If you have not, now don't, we're not asking you to give up your security, yeah. right. but any extra that any opportunity, think about a trans person to help them. Mm-hmm. Think about a trans person to put them in that position. Now, every time I've been a person who's been in that situation where I've allowed somebody to come in a opportunity that I have for them and they fucked it up. Mm. It's not going to be great. Yeah. But that don't mean you stop. That don't mean you stop giving the next person an opportunity. That doesn't mean you give that next person, that other person another chance. Yeah. You have to give people opportunities in, in order for them to grow or they're going to be out here fucking risking their lives and we just don't want that. So this is also I, a good... Oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, I wanted to add to that. Also, when you're giving us opportunities, like... Give us opportunities where we can advance and we can be in position of power so that we can give other people of trans or non-binary the same opportunities. Right. That actually segues even better into what I was going to say. Access is not power. Okay, perfect. So, Sydney from We See You Sis podcast wanted to know... Hey, Sydney! Hey, (laughs) who? You guys are talking... It sounds like in this conversation, we're talking a lot about people who have the privilege of power Uh to put you in those positions. Mm -hmm. What do people who don't have that privilege do? Just everyday coworkers, your coworkers who are next to you in your cubicle or on the retail floor with you, or they're your server at the same restaurant you're working at. How do they, what is the etiquette for those people? What is it, what should they be doing to let you know that they're there for you, they're an ally, they support you, and they've got your back? They should, if they see any situations occur, they should, the situation should stop with them. Like I, it shouldn't come back to me. Like if somebody's trying to get my tea, like you, I shouldn't hear that you spilled my tea. Hmm. You should keep it to yourself. And any questions that they have, educate people who feel comfortable coming to you about those issues because they don't come to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like that. Well, I feel like you should just allow us to just live our life. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be some big trans mascot. I don't have to be the big trans mascot. Like, you're going to stand up for Z's rights like I am, too. Because, you know, I don't want to feel, like, singled out or, like, I'm just, like, weird. So, I guess I would just say just let us hang. And then if it's something that comes about, like a conflict, when it comes to us, just be, you know, use your privilege and your allyship to stand up for us. It's really that simple. Um, I think I read this message and I think she was, she basically is in a situation where there is a, there is a potential trans girl in her, at her job and her coworkers because she is really open and a part of her 
her identity is being trans inclusive. They the her co-workers know that this particular cis Sid is a cis woman and she she they know that she's you know she's down for the call she's down for the trans folks so when they had questions about this person being trans or not they were coming to her like, oh, is she trans? We think she's beautiful. She looks like um, India Moore. Um, and um, we don't know if we're going to offend her if we tell her she looks like India Moore if she's not trans. And da da da. They were kind of coming, asking her tea, trying to figure out the girl's tea. Yeah. And nobody was for sure. And so Sid, Sid was asking basically, like, what do I do in this situation? Or. You know, and how do I tell the trans girl if it is a trans girl? How do I ask her? Or if I'm not supposed to ask her, how do if how do I make her feel safe? So in that situation, I feel like make a person feel safe with your personality natural. Mm-hmm. It does not need you do my transness does not need to be a part of you making me feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just be a cool person. Hey, how you doing? Speak to me every morning. Treat me like a human being. Hey, what's up, girl? What you been doing? Da, 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 da. Don't fag me down. No, don't don't. Hey, oh my gosh. Hey, honey. That burns my pussy. Uh, and 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 I think cis women, a lot of times cis women do this, and it's almost. Okay, cis women, I have a lot of black audience. So, you know how when white women speak to cis women, you know how when white women speak to cis black women and they get to, hey, girlfriend, hey, girl, mm-hmm, yes, and they're trying to give you this black vernacular to make themselves seem real cool and real down. Okay, cis women do that to trans women using gay vernacular. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying as fuck. Yeah, They're good. treating you like they do gay men. And they'll say, all right, you look sickening, honey. <laughs> honey, yes. <laughs> yes, honey, work. Sick. Girl, that used to burn me. And but- they're giving... <laughs> <laughs> they are giving you all this gay boost extra, the house down Nene Lee yeah. oh yeah Tamar Braxton yeah. and you looking at her like baby I am a woman sweetie <laughs> I'm not a gay man so you stop oh. give me my roses thank you so much and you're doing it and if I because now wait but wait and when I say cause sometimes when I use gay I mean it is a whole community. Yes. So I yes. mean, when I say gay, I mean trans, gay men, mm. lesbian women, queer mm. women, da 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 da, trans men, all all of this gay community. Our girls. In my mind, <laughs> I I feel like I, we, it's a part of our culture. So of course we gonna use a lingo with, with our people. But being that you're not a part of our culture, when you come and serve it to us, it's kind of uncomfortable. In the same way that when a white motherfucker come up to you and give you these like black things, goodbye Felicia. Like, goodbye Felicia. Yeah, like do you? And they know get Felicia it wrong. Was a crackhead. But the, but the tea is when they when they try to like be give all that. It's like you're not even doing it the right way either. It's like girl, it's stop. Yes, so don't give us all of that. Don't give us all of that because that makes it uncomfortable because you fagging us down. Don't yeah. fag me down. Just be a woman yeah. and let me be a woman and love your personality, love who you are and feel safe because, oh, you so nice to me. Mm-hmm. You're so nice. You're so sweet. And we're connecting on a human to human level, woman to woman level. And it's not about me being trans. It's not about 
you know, it's not about that. Um, because especially if this is a black girl and you're a black girl, you can give her just the black girl nod. You know how black folks are like, hey, what's up? You know, white people don't do that. Can't <laughs> <There's>, relate. <laughs> so there is something that happens between two black people when you're in a space together, mm-hmm. and when you and, and it's violent when you don't give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so just give up the normal black girl stuff, like hey girl, what's up? Da, 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 and be normal. It makes me feel safe. Yeah. So it makes me feel safe if you're just a normal black woman, and I can talk to you. Let me come tell you my tea, because actually. If I become friends with you, I'm going to end up telling you because I can't be myself. I like to be honest. I like to be up, up, up. And if I feel safe, I'm going to tell you my tea. Like, hey, so we can kiki about some shit I want to kiki about. Right. And sometimes I spill my tea in different ways. Like, Like, I'll be like, there are certain ways that I'll act so that I'm not as flamboyant but then mm-hmm. there'll be a day where I'm like, like girl I don't feel like it so <laughs> wear it out yeah and then they'll be like hmm. <laughs> right so I, I think that for me it's about just being your normal self Sid I know you, you have a good heart I, I, you she's one of our <laughs> she the most engaging listeners <laughs> yes. and um so i know your intentions are pure so just be yourself be who you are mm-hmm. let her share her tea with you yeah. so what about for those of us that are in the community because this is actually something that this is a good question because it's something that i've personally come in up against as well is it ever appropriate for someone who is in the community can read this oh is that transphobic I was going to say, can read the signs of a trans. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can sense your tea before you tell me. Is it, what's the question though? Is it ever appropriate? Oh, baby, I can sit your teeth, babe. It burns my pussy. <laughs> Is it ever appropriate for, for would it be appropriate for, appropriate for when we first met for me to be like, Are you trans? Hey, me up. Well, it's not. It's, it wouldn't make that sense with you because you are so. I would never ask that. Okay, so <laughs> Tumblr and social media, and the social justice warriors have taught that the the best way to do it is to pull someone aside and say, "Hey, what pronouns do you prefer?" I would just like to know that. <laughs> but with it, but I know but that sounds crazy. Clock, that's a clock. Like if you, but that in so is is any of that ever appropriate? And what is appropriate? I, or should you just mind your damn business and shut up? So it's like. Um, don't assume people's pronouns. Mm. So if you question their T, mm-hmm. okay, say you see somebody and you like, hmm, is that in and of itself trans- problematic? No, okay. no, that's just you being observant. Okay. That's you being observant. And if I clock your T, cause just like me, you look questioning me. If I clock it and I'm not going to say nothing. I've been in a situation where I wanted to be like, Hey girl, you my sister girl. But see, I've had situations where I, I felt like I was eating. I was in the mall. And then when my, my good girlfriends, when my sisters be like, Hey, pull me to the side. I know you trans and I do hair. Bitch, I thought I was getting through. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it could trigger your dysphoria. Yes. I know that, so I'm not gonna uh, say gotcha. anything. Right, right, right. Um, now sometimes, like, I'm not gonna force myself in your situation, <laughs> but say that we just so happen to cross paths, I mm-hmm. might tap you on your shoulder and say, "Hey, girl, what's your tea?" <laughs> and give you a little something yeah. for us to for us to make a connection. It's not gonna be loud. Yeah, it's not gonna be where other people can clock it, it's just going to be me and you. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, because I did this before. I, one of the girls talked about it on um, on one of my posts on Facebook. So I was working at a store in the mall in Galleria. Mm-hmm. And I saw her. 
I clocked her and I'm a YouTuber. So I was like, oh, I think she'll be interested in this. I didn't say anything. I just wrote my YouTube channel down on a page and say, hey, girl, I think you would be interested in this. Check it out and come back and tell me what you think. All right. And I leave. It wasn't anything like that. I just gave it to her. Mm -hmm. And she added me on all of my social media and said, oh, my God, I've lived ever since then. And Mm -hmm. we just met each other. I didn't make her feel uncomfortable. I didn't be like, oh, girl, you look sickening. See, I did that before. I didn't give all of that. I didn't want to give that because I know it can be embarrassing, especially in public. And I know it can be uncomfortable that you clock me. But, girl... I'm one of the girls and I'm yeah. not trying to wear you out. I just want you to know you got some allies out here. Yeah, that's exa- that's kind of my point is I never want to make anyone feel like I know what you got going on, but I want people to know that I'm there and I can help, you know? So Right. Yeah. I've I've like I've silently made um shown people that we know each other like I've seen mm-hmm. other trans girls and I'll look at them and I'll know that we clocked each other and it's kind of like <laughs> it's unspoken it's like oh I see you bitch and then we just keep it pushing right and but then I've had mo- <laughs> I've done what I don't like people to do to me but uh-huh. it wasn't like on purpose I wasn't thinking about it in the moment mm-hmm. I had a I knew a girl that was working somewhere and um, I'm not gonna say where and I was like oh well I have a podcast in front of all her co-workers I have a podcast with three trans people me a trans oh. woman and another trans woman hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. is that something you'd be interested in yes <laughs> but, the shade I would've read you but, I would've went on watch a play and read but this you, bitch got me clocked at work <laughs> <laughs> but see, thankfully, she wasn't. She wasn't. She was really polite about it. She said, "Oh, thank you," and, and tipped away. Uh-huh, <laughs> as it should be, because I tipped away for your loud ass. I think I'm getting through. One time, it was uh, a trans masculine guy that came, and um, they were calling him something else because uh, he came. He was a trucker. He came often to the site I worked at uh-huh. um, oh, as a security guard security. and um, he came and then I saw an F on his on his uh, ID because I had to check the ID and the name didn't fit where, where everybody was calling him so I was kind of like I didn't know how else to approach it because I could see, sense his nervousness and he was kind of early on in transition right. but I could see how he could get through but I'm a trans man so I know what to look for and everybody else kind of just they knew him before right so they knew him before a transition so i kind of was like okay maybe this is okay his t is out and i was kind of i was like ah because even we don't have the answers to how to approach trans people i want sydney to know that right like, even we are kind of mm-hmm. like ah so um because the reason why is because we are not a monolith mm-hmm. and some people where somebody somebody might want you to say oh i know you're trans not that's that's but I'm rare. here for you. But I'm here for you. And some people might not want to. And they'd be like, anything. oh my God, that gave me. And they're going to be like, oh, that's a relief off my shoulder. I got an ally. Mm-hmm. There's some There's some point in that. Yeah. There is. But there's also people who like, oh, I don't want to be clocked. And they can trigger <laughs> yeah, my yeah. dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Or it's I, some people that will look at Cookie Tookie and be like, oh, y'all all like that. Oh, Cookie Oh. And I, I could, just, <laughs> like, we're all different. I mm-hmm. could tell. <laughs> oh, oh, can you take that out? <laughs> What? You reading the girls? <laughs> <laughs> She's really pretty. 
Continue I could tell that uh, he was uncomfortable when I was looking at his ID. So I was like, hey, are you trans, by the way? Even though I knew this was problematic. And I knew he was trans already. And then um, he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, me too. And then his whole face kind of lit up. Because it's kind of mm-hmm. not common for trans men to just be, I don't know. Visible. Not even just that, just out and about. (laughs) Just out and about, and I see another trans man. And there's no telling if I have seen other ones. It's just, Mm. I'm not able. Then the thing is, you're not always able to tell. No, it's not, you're not always able to tell when somebody is trans. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about it. So when I did get it, I kind of just, you know, tried to make him feel safe and whatnot. And people already knew his tea, so I kind of was just like, whatever. But the thing is, they didn't know my tea at all. I didn't spill my tea. And they was like, oh, yeah, he's a blah, blah, blah. So they wasn't disrespecting him. They was like, yeah, he's uh, he's transitioning. And, you know, it was some problematic stuff they were saying in there. But it wasn't stuff where I felt like I had to throw myself out there as well. I mean, but you were working and then you, you had a gay man that you were working with and he was throwing shade to trans women was he you don't remember that i can't remember so sid let her tell your tea let her tell her tell you her tea herself just be the great person that you are and be nice to her and create that safe space and create that by being a good person by being a good person and that's something that you guys all do really well through marcia's play and diamond through your youtube channel which we got a lot of questions about you've been doing for years um someone said you are on youtube for so long i really miss your videos do you ever think about just starting fresh there after we all know what happened this year where they Deleted clock to channel. <laughs> so, um, what is the status update on that? Is it still totally gone? No coming back. And if so, do you want to go back? What do you What do you think about that? Only thing about that is I that that there are videos that I do not have access to because the computer that they were on crashed, mm-hmm. and so I only have the the videos that I have. I posted them up, and I did post them on a new YouTube channel. You just search for Diamond Styles, and it'll pop up. But. Um, I was getting out of YouTube anyway. Yeah. Um, there was a vanity reason and then there was a financial reason. So I couldn't afford to upgrade to the kind of cameras that the popular YouTubers was using. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't afford it. You know, those cameras is like two hundred and fifty two twenty five hundred dollars and I and I couldn't do it. Wow. And so it was a little um it it was getting a little bit pricey. Yeah pricey for me um to to take it to the level that i wanted to do um so i was getting out of youtube anyway and i wanted to start a podcast because it is more sound based and i don't have to come dressed up (laughs) to record (laughs) i don't gotta put a lick of makeup on i can just be here looking the best like y'all see me all the time (laughs) so I you do not be looking at <laughs> I, I I I just I, I was getting out of it anyway, mm-hmm. but there were some really sentimental videos that were sentimental to me. Yeah. Like the one with my mom, the one with my brother, the one um with um Shell Shell um Evans. Courtney Cheryl Cheryl Courtney Evans. She's passed away now. Yeah. And that was one of her last interviews. And so you have no access to these at all. I have no access because they were re- because they were on a computer mm-hmm. that crashed, and yeah. so on YouTube, that's where they, and they were, were just hosted on your channel. And I and I didn't have anything crazy on my channel to be for it to be deleted, so I didn't even think of to back them up. Yeah. 
And then when I would think about it, I got 300 and I had, no, I had like 450 videos. This is a 10 year span. Mm -hmm. The feat of getting these videos off of YouTube would have been, you know, I'm a procrastinator. So I was like, oh, I'll get them later. And then I didn't think it was nothing on my channel to be able to get deleted. Deleted. So I was like, I didn't think it was a rush. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. I Would you go back to YouTube? I, we plan on doing it. We've talked about it. Mm. Not me by myself. As Marsha's play. But as Marsha's play. Mm. Yes, we do plan on going and including a visual medium to um, to to this yeah. platform to share with our patrons because we want we owe them that we want to give them that. So yes, the difference in this medium it just it just I don't know it's just more. Um, Shit, it's less editing. Like I, I gotta edit, but it's just the sound. I don't gotta edit the visual too. It's, That's true. I know it just it's much much easier. <laughs> you talked about doing it for ten years, and I know Mia, you you found Diamond through YouTube, correct? Uh-huh. Yes. So someone wrote in and said that they kind of see Diamond as the trans as. They've known Diamond since seventh grade, watching her on YouTube, and they see her as the trans mom in her. God, head. y'all bitches is making me feel old. <laughs> Wizened, I told you. <laughs> um, so, and they asked, they asked Mia and Z, how do you guys feel embarking on this partnership with Diamond? Someone who is not to make you feel old again, but a pillar in the community, someone who's been doing the work for oh, ten you. plus years. Like, how do you guys feel about that? Actually, twenty. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I <feel like> <laughs> I'm gonna let All me. Right, I'm gonna let me. I'm gonna go first because yeah. Mia probably has more to say than me. But all right, no, no, I'm just saying. Oh, well, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Diamond. <laughs> nah, just, <laughs> nah, but um, I just feel like little old me. Like I feel like that. I'm, I'm like my unprepared young ass that ain't got no experience, just coming and just talking random shit so it's kind of like uh but then it's like cool (laughs) i I think that's surreal i think i think you being young gives you a different perspective Mm -hmm. i come i grew up in the 90s you grew up shit in the late 2000s uh i was born in 96 oh my god (laughs) when tupac died baby right so (laughs) Shit, you was 10 in fucking 2006? Yeah. Damn. So, you know what I'm saying? So he, he's come up in an era that I don't know any, mm-hmm. well, I know about, but I can only imagine coming up in this era where... Um, Technology has always yeah, kind of been, been there. Here. Um, y'all be able to get on Craigslist. Y'all be able to get online and see trans folks your whole life. Your whole trans life, you have been able to get on and see a community of trans folks. And I think that's an interesting perspective. And that's why you were important to this. So, hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Well, basically, I just felt like it was a good opportunity because I even found her through YouTube as well. Because I was thinking about eventually I knew I wanted to get off of hormones. And so there was a video that she had about uh, personal validation, you know, without hormones. And Mm -hmm. that really gravitated towards me. So um, I just felt like it was cool to be around somebody that shared a lot of the same perspective. And I could tell that had a progressive type of point of view Mm -hmm. because that's only the type of people I like to be around. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> I remember when I had Brian Z over here and he didn't even know who I was bringing him to. I was like, here's a podcast with another trans woman. And, da, 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 da. and then when we left, he was like, you didn't tell me it was with Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I've been watching her on YouTube. I said, me too. <laughs> so I started, okay. When... I I say first met virtually. I first met, met virtually Diamond when Diamond was Player Club Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Baby! I remember when seeing her online, I said, bitch, if that was a girl that you look up to, this is it. <laughs> I, just, I, just, when I had my shame. You still got it. I was gonna say all I see is body, honey. Baby, I said, oh my god. I, I'm Auntie Bill now. Oh, I was, well. You know, I was stripper strapped, a brick house back then. Baby, yeah. and I didn't know that Diamond had the type of mind that she had until I I started listening. I, I would see her and Ty, one of her good girlfriends. She's been on a show. Yes. Chat mm-hmm. chat back and forth. Now I was like, these bitches is interesting. And and <laughs> uh, that's what I would think because just the way they would talk, the comfortability and being themselves and I never seen that displayed. Mm-hmm. And I seen that they did a YouTube called In Trans Heart. And at the time, I was kind of in the beginning of my transition. Kind of. I wasn't in the beginning, but I'm yeah, I was ago. in the beginning. This was 2008, 2009, 8, 9, something like that. And I was, they gave so many tips and how real they were. And I never had anybody, because from, I'm from Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. originally. And so it was only me and another and two other girls and I was the only one on hormones. So I I didn't have anybody. I didn't have nobody that was like me that I could be like um well, how do I do this? How do I do that? Because I grew up in a time where um you it was word of mouth like you didn't see representations like you do of trans people in social media and on on TV like they de- I definitely didn't know how to get prescribed hormones. The first thing I knew was like okay, I definitely got to get get go to Mexico or figure out a way to get um hormones. And it just was a, the breakdown of what to do, what not to do. This is how you were supposed to do it. And the it just was so much so much knowledge and empathy and empathy for the community you don't usually see a lot of girls that are for the community mm-hmm. like you see a lot of girls that are just like oh oh I got the secrets well shit you gotta pay me well what, what you gonna do oh girl you wanna be, look like this well I don't know you like that yeah, figure it out figure it out on your own and Diamond was not like one of them people oh you wanna know okay I'll tell you oh you wanna do this okay well don't do that and like a lot of my questions in in life, like I've always asked her, like like something that's really simple. When I first came to Houston, I was like, Diamond, how do I do the bus system? 
She literally went, rode the bus with me and showed me how to do oh, it. Oh, that's so cute. And like, I remember having like a surreal moment because I used to look, sit there and laugh at Diamond on YouTube at nighttime. <laughs> these, um, these, what was the tranny stories where she got clocked and the titty busting, the titty busting one. Oh my God, that made me pee because I can so see me doing that. And me and her had went to a chicken spot and I was like, sitting across from Diamond and I remember always talking to my mama about Diamond showing her Diamond and just having this surreal moment like oh my god I'm in front of Diamond Styles like and now you're on a platform with her right so how and does so that, that was if you could sum that up to know that you're now doing that for little trans boys and girls out there and for cis people who are looking for information and now you guys are on this platform with Diamond putting that out to more people I'm I'm so appreciative because Y'all making that, me feel like that girl, baby. <laughs> because <laughs> but, because you don't have to you don't have to be as open and have such a good heart that you you could be jaded you could be one of those evil people and you, and she's not like that yeah, at exactly. all and it's just friends. her character as a person mm-hmm. is what's so beautiful about it thank and you, just the you, fact that you. she decided to say hey Mia I'm gonna give you an opportunity not that many people have ever given me just say hey Mia I wanna give you an opportunity mm-hmm. and yeah yeah. Diamond in a nutshell is bomb as fuck. <laughs> thank y'all. And thank you for that question. Whoever it asked that. Question. Thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So now we're going to line it up a little bit and get to some fun stuff. You guys ready? Okay. Fun, fun, fun. Okay. All right. So one of the things I really wanted to talk about and listeners really wanted to get into was Pose. Pose has been on everyone's mind this year for its trans inclusion, its cutting edge, like just including trans people from the top down in the writer's room to the actors and actresses. Like the show is groundbreaking for the trans community. What have you guys thought about it? Just on a basis level. What, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on Marsha. You guys have talked about it a little bit on Marsha's plate, but what, what has this show meant for you this year? Um, it's been amazing. First of all, we got the best motherfucking comprehensive review of polls on our <laughs> on our platform mm-hmm. you don't nobody go in detail like us and that's what it is yeah. so check that out <laughs> and, and we so, have the co-host of the pose review here right now brandon, brandon. absolutely <laughs> hi did y'all miss me hi 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 how are you hi <laughs> so i you know I, it was an amazing thing that ryan murphy was doing i thought that's what allyship looked like, mom. I got, this is what we were just talking about. We were talking about this is how you use your platform to put people where they need to be so you can make some change in the world. Absolutely. And so for us, it was important for, it was important for me to have a, a gay black man mm-hmm. to do the reviews with me because me and Z and Mia could have did it, but we trans folks. I needed a gay black man because... This particular, this really specific community, the core center of everything was gay men and trans women of the ball scene. It, there was other things that was involved, but the core... The storyline of Pose. The storyline. Yeah. And no, the, the community as a whole in real life, oh, hmm. the core people is trans folks and gay men. Yeah. There's yeah, other right. entities in, involved, yes, but the core everything people stems are Everything from two. that, yeah. Yes. And so... I felt like if we're doing a review and we're really talking about it comprehensively, 
I cannot not include a, a gay black man in in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems like it just that, that would be a disservice to whoever's listening. So bringing Brandon on, being he's he's right here in my house with me, <laughs> <laughs> so it was perfect. So what do you think about it, Brandon? Well, I mean, th- first of all, like. One of the reasons why I was so drawn to the show in the first place is because it was like I was watching like a mirror of my life, mm-hmm. right? Like th- that was exactly what my gay life was. Well, my life. That's what it was when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, all the way up to, you know, early mid to mid 20s. Right. That's what that's what I grew up knowing. You know, it was always my closest friends, my first gay friend was a trans woman you know um it's always been i've always been very close to trans women in my life that's why i kind of never really understood the whole as i delve deeper into the gay culture and things like that the whole separation between you know the butch queens and the femme queens and all of that do you think that's a midwest thing no because well because I because bec- not just Midwest but Southern too. It's Southern too. Because they're uh, in when you go up north, there's so many avenues uh, to separate to mm-hmm. to have a a bar for the trans girls to have mm-hmm. a bar yeah. for the the gay men to have a bar to die. in the South is in your city. It's usually one fucking gay club mm-hmm. or two maybe something now, like that. Now Atlanta. Now that it's growing into this bigger metropolitan, it's multiple places that you can go to. But early on, like in the 90s and shit, it wasn't a lot of spots for folks to go to like that. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't separate us when it comes to, I know in the Midwest, it was only one. At our, in our particular city There was other clubs But where the black folks went It was all the same one So you're saying That breeds competition And animosity Between no, no, the no, two not, groups Not that it breeds it But we, we will have A different perspective In regards to us Being separate from them mm, And okay. not being able to relate mm-hmm. We were in close community In our cities Because we were in the south And there was not A lot of room okay. For us to be who we are mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying South and the midwest Yeah Whereas in bigger cities Where this particular culture The bossing culture Um there might be when you when you go to cities like that there might be a chance for separation because they have more avenues to separate mm-hmm. does it make sense in my yeah, it does it make does it clear because in the south like when i was at you from alabama yeah what where you was from you probably had to drive some miles to go to a gay club right club One imagination club, and everybody was in that motherfucker everybody, right? everybody yeah. trans gay da, 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 lesbians yeah. everybody was there because mm-hmm. we didn't have multitudes of clubs yeah. To go to. And then the straight people ended up taking it over because it was the most fun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think for me, I think I think that's a not just a Midwest thing, but Midwest South type of deal because we all were intermingled together. So yeah. there wasn't a separation. Mm-hmm. So you really you really see um for me it was it, it just I saw a lot of myself. Mm-hmm. In the show, and and that was the first time that I had, that had ever happened for me, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, being so, you know, oh, is it marginalized? Is, uh-huh. that, is that the word? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it was um, it was just nice. It was a nice feeling. I had never really felt that before, so I got overly excited. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> now that we're in the hiatus and we've kind of had time to remove ourselves from what's been going on in the show, and you guys have, it's been a while since you've. How long has it been since the last episode was on? 
Two months? Three months? About, about eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Long time. Eight weeks, four days. Yeah. <laughs> 32 minutes. You kind of had time to like take it all in and kind of think about what your expectations for next season are going to be. As the two, the source for Poe's reviews. Right. What do you think they got? What do you think they have in store for us next season? What do you think they're going to give oh, us? Oh, gosh. I hope they give us some more singing because you know I love singing. Um. Mm-mm. I that want to worst part. That was your worst part. I hate that shit. Um, I want to see more of. Um, I want to see more growth in of um, Electra. I love the growth at the end. Mm-hmm. I want to see how her and Bianca's relationship, uh, Blanca's relationship, grows. I want to see. Um, more from Angel. I want to see how she... They're using her storyline to navigate the trans relationships. Yeah. One of the things that I didn't mention in my... When I talk about my problem areas when we were saying was a top three. Yeah. I always said one. One of me is love. Like, finding love. Love is elusive as, like, God. Like... You're just dropping this huge moment on us at the end of the recording. As if we're just going to breeze over that. Yeah. <laughs> Love is elusive like God. As a as a queer person, we know how God and spirituality can be elusive for us. Mm. We know how it's complicated and outside forces make it complicated to believe in God, to find faith that affirms you and all that kind of stuff. It is just one of them things. And I feel like love is the same exact way. I feel like outside sources forces us to have these ideals about love and forces the people who would might love us openly not do it mm. and if just like with religion people who naturally probably would love us and treat us right religion tells them they can't tells them that they can't mm. and so that's why I say a love is elusive as God so that was kind of deep Damn. it was I read a <laughs> as a sister quote to that that girl I read a quote last week that oh, said girl. it said <laughs> love is the religion that believes in you oh praise God can you believe like come on now yeah cool. so that's one of <laughs> so the sweet I want to see them explore more love situations because that intimacy is really really important in our life and I think how society is set up how patriarchy works I think that they purposely sometimes purposely and sometimes unintentionally um, withhold love from us I don't know I is they compromise it they compromise its success before it even starts I feel like and especially as a black trans woman because I think withholding love and stability from black women is in you know an intricate form of massage noir it's not that they're not attracted to us it's not that we're bad people it's just that withholding that is a part of the culture that we exist in where people do not believe that black women feel pain back black women feel need love to survive that black women don't have basic human needs that black women 
don't have humanity. So add on top of the things, um, add on top of the lack of cis heteronormativity that black trans women have. It's just another layer of oppressive inheritance that we pick up and walk with as we walk into our truth, into our womanhood, into our black womanhood. And I really want them to explore that on the show, but I'm not for sure the creators think that deeply. You know, I feel like that complication and nuance can be an entry point for um, the show to, you know, be dramatic, be even more interesting than what it is. And take society to a deeper level we saw the client relationship with mm-hmm. stan yeah. i want them to do another aspect of it i don't know what it would be um i want to see i want to see candy and lulu redeem themselves <laughs> i want i don't want them to be the evil villain bitches mm-hmm. um because oh, I, I, I i don't i love it um it's, it's a many things that I want to see. I really want to see how Blanca navigates her positivity. Mm. Yeah, her status. <laughs> Not positivity. So her status, I want to see how she navigates dating. Yeah. You know, because it's hard for us to find love even without being positive. So I can only imagine being positive, How what kind of monkey wrench that throws in it. Yeah. But I could also see it being an opportunity where if a guy is positive, that can bring y'all together. I've seen that happen in the real world. Almost like narrows the pool. Uh huh. It's like, ooh, you positive too. So maybe we, we can work together. <laughs> that could be it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I. There's many things that could come. Mm, well. What is so funny? It just started off extra. <laughs> Anyways, um, I want to. Uh, I really want to know. Uh, I'm really interested in the music that they're going to choose next season. Yeah, yeah. The music, the music, the music. We already know Vogue. Yes, we already yes. know Vogue. But I wonder what else because it's going to be set early '90s. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that I, I know that the entrance is going to be like you so. It's going No, I think they're going to open with with Vogue. I think it's going to be some like real dramatic ass. Oh, um I don't know because you know but you know how like no, this is what the thing is though. You know but you know how like they always will like put a song that you forgot was sickening and then you're like, "Oh, so that's what it is." I'm excited to see what songs that they remind me of that I forgot that I live for. Um that I want to see the clothes and the fashion. I want to cuz it's 90s now. So I want to see all of that. I want to see if they do a new intro because I live for the intro so much the pink glitter and all that stuff uh-huh. I wonder if they're going to change that I hope not if they do I hope yeah I, I really kind of hope they don't uh-huh. But if they do, I was like, Sandra oh. Bernhardt is coming back in this in a big Yes, role. Sandra Bernhardt. I forgot about that. The so nurse? I, she was a nurse, yeah. And it's yeah. like actors like that. Yeah. Like, who are they going to bring back from the yes, iconic yeah. 90s? Don't her and Madonna have a famous, longstanding feud? Like, they fully hate each other? I thought so, but I don't, I'm not for sure. I've heard about it. Interesting. Brandon's like, uh. As far as the storyline goes, hmm. Electra, yes. I've, uh, I told you that. Like, I think I told you I like, I really like Electra's character now. 
like as it's you know changing and evolving aside from the softer know. version of her at the end yes, of the season I like, I like both sides I like the duality of her character mm, yeah. you know I like how you know you you look at her and you're like oh that fucking stupid bitch like why the fuck is that oh I hate that bitch and then she does so much you're like oh wow so, what a nice oh my goodness you know and it's like you hate you hate her and you love her and you love to hate her I don't know you. I'm always I'm always just caught in the rapture Conflicted. when it comes to that yeah <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I don't know if we, but Brandon is actually going to Atlanta in a couple of days. So, I don't know if we are going to do the next season Mm. as far as reviews goes. I don't know how that's going to work, but we just got to stay tuned and see. Yeah. If there's a will, there's a way. Right. How bad y'all want me to come back? <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need y'all to leave comments and all that stuff. Where's Brandon? Where's Brandon? Y'all gotta demand it, y'all. Y'all gotta demand it, and then it will happen. All right. Well, as a listener, I'm excited either way to see what you guys do with mm-hmm. it. So. We'll see. Chance, I just want to say you have been doing very well on these. Oh, um, it's, I, I was telling Diamond, I was like, I was like, he is so professional and natural. And do you know it has always been my dream to pretend that people care what I had to say. <laughs> Look how he is saying that. He is saying that. Oh, girl. But we're here for it. We are here for it. But yeah, so thank you, Brandon. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you. (laughs) So y'all didn't catch that. I slobbered all why I said that. Look, we could have left that out. Can you cut that out? We want to nope. keep your slobbery moments. I was about to say, uh, speaking, this, of, speaking slobbery, of slobbery moments. Uh-huh. <laughs> so one of the things we've been talking about all night is, go in depth. is oh, in depth, in depth all night. Slobbery. Let's go. Yes. Okay. So one of the things we all love as listeners, like we said, is seeing you guys relationship unfold. Mm-hmm. Mia, part of that relationship is the sexual aspect. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Z getting it from behind. I mean, everything. Y'all talked about Extras. a little bit of all of it. <laughs> all the extra stuff I was not prepared for, but I'm glad Read to know. Read all about it. You know, <laughs> someone asked, this is specifically for Mia. I want to know Mia's current opinion on eating vagina. Is it still, <laughs> open quote, before. real boring and late? Or is she finally getting her life? Have you ever said real boring and late? Yes. Yes. When we first really? talked about it. I said it was boring, late, and it just seems. That's what but, I remember. But you, don't, you don't remember that I don't. <laughs> Because I was just like, you don't have to do anything. Like, it's just, it's nothing. So what, oh. do you, what do you but think no, now? But no, my view has changed. God, give a Fuck you, old man. Fuck you. <laughs> You did. Oh. And changed my perspective. <laughs> so, answers please. Are you finally you. getting your life? Chop, chop, chop. Is he so, finally getting his life, I should say? To, to answer your question, okay. to those listeners <laughs> that would like to in, to hear about our, our love life, mm-hmm. um, I think eating vagina is very fun now um partially i don't know if it's because trans men have bigger clitorises so you can pretend like you're sucking on a dick Hmm. so that makes it more fun i think because some of my girlfriends have just showed me their clits for no reason like hey here's my clit like bitch what and they looks really little so like trying to have time to find that because your face gets really really how would you know 
How would I know what? About small clitoris. I just told you. <laughs> but you said finding your face through it. You had to navigate your face. Well, I'm not saying this is from experience. I'm saying yeah. this is probably what you would uh-huh. have to do. Oh, you probably. Oh, okay. To do. If it's smaller, wouldn't you have to find it? Uh, and niggas have a hard time finding it. <laughs> so true. I've heard. I'm sorry. Yes, Go ahead. That's true. So. I was excited with my girl. Go ahead. Is, can I talk about I'm eating sorry. pussy or not? So it's been very lovely. Um, I, I, I think that I started to, to like the fact that it's, it's not as so much as dick or pussy now anymore. Mm. It's like, I know how to please my partner and I'm I'm a big competitor so I want to be the best at what I do Word. so <laughs> I'm asking you these questions I want to become better I want to I want to accept constructive criticism <laughs> and I want to see if we can go to levels that you've never been before come on <laughs> if I'm gonna eat pussy I'm gonna be the best at eating okay. pussy that has ever eaten that girl <laughs> but it's, to answer your question, it's, it's definitely changed my perspective. I do know this, and I won't. It's not shade. <laughs> when she do the big gulp, that's when you know something coming out. Go big ahead. gulp? Yeah. The- Interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> pussy has a pussy smell. Okay. So, pussy... I never been up close to pussy, so it's like you know, hey, that's what it's supposed to smell like. This is what a clean pussy smells supposed to smell like. And so, knowing the difference between what stinky pussy is not right and what clean pussy supposed to smell like, it's like, oh, okay. So it's, it's an adjustment you had to make. It's an adjustment because okay. they're not all fish. You know, everyone's not fishy. Some people, and I didn't, but I didn't think that way. Hold on, I didn't think that everybody was fishy. We know if pussy is fishy. If pussy is fishy, something's wrong. Something's wrong, right? Right. So I know what. But even a clean pussy has a a A natural odor, natural smell. It's natural. Yeah, taste, especially when it's wet. Yes, and taste. Right. Word out. Okay, so Z, how have you felt about Mia's um, penis? Because we ain't about to. We are not about to call. We are not about to call. First of all, these vagina, if we can't call yours a penis. Okay, I would like to say, as the interviewer, that's not where I was going. But I am glad we're here. I am glad we're here. Thank you, Diamond. So, am I am I right? Yes. Thank you. We are not about to call these junk a vagina if we can't call Mia's. Penis a penis. I did. <laughs> how I feel about penis is. <laughs> so how do you feel about exploring the penis? How have you come acquainted with it? Well, to be quite honest. Frank. To be frank, Frank. I have experienced penis before, right. Mia. Yeah, and I he know. lied to me and said he did it. And you believed him, bitch. <laughs> Silly girl. My manhood was being played with at the time, okay? I was at a fragile time already. Let me go one by one. I don't even know you, bitch. (laughs) I'm not going to just tell you all the bodies I caught. You my whole body count. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> the pants is a pants, bitch. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I kind of just, 
I know what I'm doing. So, I mean, uh-huh. it wasn't like, I mean, she would be the person to ask the question. Like, it's nothing new to me. It's it's fun when it's, I know this is different when you actually have a connection with somebody. It's like way different before I've had like even toxic experiences with cis women where they would just assume that I, did, I was a touch me not. Um, so it's just, I just I like to put my all into whatever I'm doing. So they sound like they having some amazing. <laughs> y'all do y'all having lots of fun. I mean, it could it's had its moments. Said, yeah, it had its moments where it would be awkward if we ha- if we were thinking in cis hetero ways. Oh my god, we had a, a really awkward moment. So we was doing like a lot of positions since we talking about sex, and I would like we I'm like oh let me explore you know because I'm comfortable with myself now, and we did like that position where someone sits on you and somebody is at the bottom kind of like Indian style tease and I had seen this in like a soft porn and I was like ooh let me try it but being in it was completely different where I was basically I was on top we were sitting and I was sitting we were sitting straight up but we were facing each other let me tell we both were sitting straight up facing each other and I was on top I was like Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. And we both was like, wait, wait, wait. I felt like a woman. I was like, hell no. <laughs> right in the middle of that step. We busted out laughing. We was like, oh, oh no. no. This ain't feeling right. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> that is so but funny. It's, it's been fun. It's so different when you actually are emotionally connected with somebody. That's what mm. I learned. And it just goes together. Like our parts just, it, it could just happen naturally. It don't have to be like we have to prepare. I'm not saying that all trans men like to be penetrated and all trans women like to top. So it's just like, yeah. So it's kind of just like, it just blends perfectly. So it's just, it just works out. So of it's course, more fun. Biologically, so. it's clicks. It right. sounds like y'all are having a lot of fun emotionally connecting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, we we look forward to hear what else y'all, what other positions y'all gonna try. <laughs> Let us know. Gotcha. Keep us updated. <laughs> We're gonna do yoga okay. stuff. Okay, Next. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so we've come to the end of the anniversary episode. Feeling feeling tired? Feeling excited still, Mia? You ready to scream oh, yet? I'm, I'm love. I, y'all just heard me scream with Diamond's question. <laughs> I wouldn't even expect that. <laughs> so, like I said earlier, as a listener, you guys have done, just on a sappy moment for me real quick, you guys have done so much for me in, particularly Z, I feel like I make you uncomfortable all the time because I'm always like singling mm, you out. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> you have done so much for me, particularly in learning about the trans masculine Mm -hmm. because I've always had trans girlfriends like it's just but I've never known a trans guy Mm -hmm. and to have you be so honest and open is super refreshing and what is the word I'm looking for informative but not in like a school teacher way Mm -hmm. so keep doing what you're doing thank you y'all's relationship is super exciting to see unfold Mm -hmm. even taking all the fun positions and emotional connecting out of it we love it so y'all keep that up and diamond you always have some nuggets to drop that i'm never prepared for as a i like we keep saying cis presenting man (laughs) i learn something new in every episode that you guys have and me and talked about this a little bit earlier too but you've even taken me under your wing and you are just you're an amazing woman i'm so proud to know you guys and i'm so thankful you guys let me be a part of this so thank you 
And I'm speaking for all listeners, not just as chance. <laughs> and what we all want to know is, do you guys, it's one year anniversary. Is there anybody that you want to thank who's helped you get here, who's helped lift you up, who spread the word, spread the message? Anybody that you want to give a big thank you to? All the people that listen, for one, all the patrons, all the people that shout us out, of course, you know, the obvious, like all the people that support us and give us strength to keep going. Because me, I always feel like as a trans man, I feel like I'm limited to a lot of stuff, you know, Um, especially being conditioned to be a certain way and only, you know, keep all your feelings to yourself. And I know you're emotional. You ain't period. (laughs) So it's kind of like it's kind of like going from that to people actually appreciating your authenticity is like a lot for me so anybody that listens even you chance even me for being a part of the show even diamond for even having me i need to learn to thank myself more um black trans tv they shout us out and they have this their platform is getting bigger and they're shouting us out and just really anybody that follows me ats me even uh hashtags us mentions us all of that is very appreciated. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I would I would definitely agree with Z. Um one person that really sticks out for me is because I actually was able to interview her. Um, her name is Uwe, Uwe. I always mess your name up, girl. I know you're going to read me. But <laughs> she she is bomb and she's an advocate for indigenous people. And I I learned a lot from her and about... And she's two- taking her mentions. She's yes. staying our mention. She's staying. She's commenting. always talking to me per- about personal <laughs> stuff, like just stuff I put on my story. Uh-huh. It's just real dope. Yeah, she's always engaging. I love listeners who engage. And she's, but she's been engaging since YouTube. So she's always been fans. So I love her. She's always been a supporter, sharing and commenting. So I love her. I'm glad you mentioned her. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, we got to thank the haters, you know? <laughs> Of course. Of course. So, you know, thank you for giving us all these stories to present about y'all fuck asses. And yeah. <laughs> um, of course, um T with Queen and Jay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've t- I, I talked about them earlier. Yeah. Um, you it's a million times somebody has mentioned, Oh, I found y'all through T with Queen and Jay. Um, queer walk, same thing. There's always somebody saying, "Oh, money and Nikita <laughs> mentioned y'all, or they talk about y'all, and we found y'all." So, Tiba Queen and Jay and Queer Walk always have shown us love, and uh, we wouldn't have the views we have if it wasn't for them. Um, the read, mm, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that theirs particularly was intentional as Queer Walk and Tiba Queen and Jay's. Theirs was kind of almost accidental. But just as impactful, somebody else um, was putting them on to y'all, right? Yeah, That's how so works, that yeah. somebody had wrote a letter mm-hmm. in saying, "Hey, I'm a black trans woman. I was looking, think I love y'all show, and I was thinking, do y'all know any shows that like center um, trans folks?" And everybody, um, so lyrical on Twitter, um, they they had tweeted them, and that's um, awesome. They. They said basically everybody was like marches play, marches play, marches play, marches play, which is amazing. Yes. Because think about what would they have said if we didn't exist? We've been on for a year. So what if she would have wrote the letter? What would they have said? Who would have they they have said? Nobody. Nobody, because nobody was filled in that void. So 
true. groundbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to thank ourselves. So, right. Thank you. So, you know, the thank Reed you, for giving us the shout out, even though it wasn't necessarily intentional, yeah. they still did it. And then the next ne- the next show, they specifically said, man, everybody was screaming, Marsha's play. Mm. And so I thought that was amazing. And Kid Fury had retweeted it. And yeah. it just was an amazing little thing to show you how much pool they got mm-hmm. like we know we can look at their numbers and oh, see yeah. like damn did all these people that listen to them but for to get those kind of numbers and grow so we definitely got to thank them mm-hmm. that exposure was amazing um single simulcast so who did an interview with us we are our, our, our numbers grew with them um we see you sis podcast bag ladies inner whole uprising um who else who else who else who else who else oh my god there's so many people i don't want to I don't want to forget nobody. Um, Barrett TV, Barrett, little something. Um, he always shouting us out and showing us to people. Um, who else? All of Mayhem, really. Um, BTAC. Like, they funded yeah. us to come up there when I was um, when I did the keynote for them. Yeah. And they always show us love. Family. Yeah, they always show us love. So, BTAC, the BTAC family, I'm on the board and all that kind of stuff. So, they always that's family they always show us love pull so, up in April yeah pull up in April if you're trying to get <laughs> you're trying to be a part of the family reunion yeah Eric queer folks are welcome I can come especially yeah you yes. really can oh I'm you coming you can come yeah. you can put me um, in your suitcase <laughs> you can't go um, um, but it is a trans centered event so make sure you are sensitive to trans mm-hmm. needs and coming to learn and listen um um, yeah, so Lane Little John, mm-hmm. all the people who I see constantly sharing and hearting and liking. Oh my God, I want to thank y'all because those yes. the sharing, anytime you shared our links, anytime you hashtagged us, anytime you did that, that brought us some views and we love it. We went from a little nothing ass podcast to a community 56,000 views in a hey. year. That's awesome. Hey. Mm-hmm. Become a patron. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Shout out. To so me. that's what y'all have done this past year. Yeah. Y'all have created a network for people, for trans people of color, for trans people, for people of color, and for people who want to know about these issues to find resources, center themselves around it, and find out what the fuck's up. Mm-hmm. What are you guys looking forward to for this next year? Hmm. Mia, what's something you hope to accomplish with Marsha's Plate? Next 365 days. And I stated this when we first started the podcast. Something that I um, I always want to accomplish is I want to, I really want to educate the people that want to hear. You can listen, but you're not necessarily hearing. So I want to educate people who want to learn about us and change those narratives and those perspectives that have been passed on from generation to generation to generation generation, and you still don't know what trans is in 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would like us to get twice as many listening listeners, 112,000 mm-hmm. listeners. That would be cool. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> more patrons. We can do it with your support. Um, right. <laughs> more engagement from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be shy to ask us questions or give me topic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, even more organization within the crew. <laughs> Between me and Diamond and Mia. Um. Yeah, that's 
That's basically it. And what about you, Queen Mother? <laughs> oh, well, me and Mia had a long conversation about it. I really want us to engage with our, with our, um, <laughs> with our, I was about to be at work. And yeah, you <laughs> went right to work. <laughs> All I heard was. Ah. <laughs> 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 I want to, us to engage. We all, by the way, we all work at the same place. We're all so colleagues. We by all the way. work at the same place. So, um, <laughs> and this is a side note. So, because somebody gave me an opportunity at this mm-hmm. particular job, mm-hmm. everybody who I know, not that it's making everybody about money, tons of money, but everybody <laughs> I know is on. Yes. Yeah. And so, you give trans women some opportunities, they go give it to some other people too. Absolutely. <laughs> we are thankful. Very. So, um, so what we where are we going forward? Oh gosh. Um, I have so many ideas. I'm not an old head. Why y'all trying to fucking act like I'm an old head? I'm only 37. <laughs> I want to bring some real, true OGs in this motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> so I have tons of people who I know that are OGs that I want to bring them in and interview them. So I'm going to try to work on that. So make sure you become a patron so that we can afford to do it. Um, make sure... I'm trying to make sure we bring some other voices in here. Um, that I just think that's important, not just to be us, because we have a very limited view because it's just us, and we can mm-hmm. bring somebody else in here. Um, we trying to get some disabled trans folks to come in, mm-hmm. disabled trans folks. We trying to get some legends. Um, I would love legends. for Sir Lady Java to come. Oh my god! Yeah, if we can make it happen, or come to her, she is kind of oh, we want to make, oh, yeah. we want to go to yeah. her. We don't want her traveling. Um, just we want to do all these things but we do have limited resources so if you can donate if you can become a patron that this is what it's for so we can grow um what else what else what else what else what else what else we do want to diversify the way we engage we do want to start doing some videos we do want to start doing um podcast in other cities where we bring people in when we travel to other cities we do want to plan trips like that so that is what's on the horizon. We're going to be trying to make it work. You're taking over. Yeah. You're becoming what. the trans Christianer. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. So, yeah. So, it's just, just whatever our resources can get us to do, to share with y'all, we're going to do it. That's just what it is. I can't wait. Yep. I can't wait either. I'll be here. So, thank y'all. Thank you, Chance, for hosting for us. You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank I'm just thank a you, quick jump you. away. Y'all call me anytime you need me. <laughs> oh, quick and make sure me and Chance are doing a new show called mm-hmm. Chasing Threads. The link is going to be in the bottom. It's all about fashion. You're going to love it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will see. Actually, we're going to take a break. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. Sure yes. thing. Yes, we're going to take a break from Marsha's play for like, what would y'all think? Like two weeks? Oh, y'all scared me. I thought y'all meant like a full ass hiatus. I was like, no, no, no. Just a break for us to. This is a year, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do like a like a two weeks? Like we'll convene in. Sure. 
Not next week, but the week after that. So like two weeks. I'm here for that. And then we get back on a regular service just so we can take a break, rest, have some reflection. Have some life experiences in two weeks. (laughs) 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 And get our life. So we will be back not next week. Probably November. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye guys. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's gonna 